Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining us right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for february 15th 2023 i'm your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue thank you guys so very much for joining us on your wednesday evenings wherever you may be and I'm joined, as always, by the birthday boy tomorrow, who apparently he forgot it was his own birthday tomorrow. Shout out, smart Jesse. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? I appreciate it. Thank you. I I legitimately forgot for the, the most part of the day. I was tied up doing shit and everything else. Fun fact. Fun fact, by the way, Jesse and my brother Frank share the same birthday. We do, man. That's we sad. do. Guess one's uh, one's uh, one's a wrestling geek, and the other one's a conspiracy theorist. I mean, uh, the world goes round and round. Hey, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh man, uh, what'd you think of this show tonight, man? I felt uh, I felt this show was off. Something really felt off tonight, man. I, I said it in the intro when I was in the Stang on the way to the venue. I, I felt like Tony Khan hit a randomizer button, and whatever the fucking randomizer shot out, that's what he put on the show tonight. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing wrong with the show, no. per se. 
but yeah, it was like it, it has not been it wasn't as exciting as the shows we have been getting, I guess. No. So. I mean, which is okay. They can't. I mean, they can't hit a home run every uh, every week. Exactly, uh, it, it's fine. But uh, I just felt like there was a lot of just random shit on the show tonight. But that, they 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 did have some nice surprises. We got some build to revolution, which uh, we will talk about. Uh, I don't know why he decided to actually build the rest of the card tonight with two weeks left to go before the show. I mean, it seemingly feels like we've just been given MJF and Brian Danielson. Um, and tonight he he decided, Tony Khan is, uh, decided that he was going to give us all the build in the second hour of the show tonight, which I, I hope he flushes out a decent card that's not about uh, seven or eight hours long for March 5th. Uh, we did get a return of Christian Cage tonight. We did get a yes. tease of the House of Black versus the Elite. I hope to God that doesn't happen at the pay-per-view. It's way too soon for that. Uh, Adam Cole had a beautiful sit-down interview with Renee Paquette. Wardlow had a great sit-down interview with Jim Ross where we finally got some backstory to what he and Samoa Joe have gone through. And we got some more turmoil with the ladies. And we got some news coming out of the ladies' locker room, which Jesse and I will uh, dissect a little bit later in the show. I don't want to say there was no build for Revolution, Jesse, but I just felt like Tony Khan hit a randomizer, like I said, and I, and I feel like he's kind of waited too, so, uh, too late. Uh, he should have did this a lot sooner to start building this pay-per-view card. I mean, did you... Feel that way tonight, or am I just alone on this island? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're alone on it, but I don't. I don't feel that way. Um, like you said, we do have a couple of weeks yeah. to. I mean, now we get the majority of the card, you know, pretty much laid out in front of us. Um, I like that we do now have two solid weeks to 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 fill in some story, um, fill in some more excitement, just fill in some more build. And and um and get us there. I mean, we got Christian Cage back, so I I feel like you know in some capacity, I feel like we should we should get him, and or Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, you know, on the pay per view somehow. Um, even if it's on a pre show, and 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 I could definitely take those guys doing a pre show match. I mean, I know they're not pre show material, but um, Cage just got back, and they haven't had time to build a significant feud yeah. just yet. Yeah. So. So if they want to get him on the show, I'd be a okay with with them uh, doing the pre show on this one. Um, but yeah, we got some pretty good stuff going in. I mean, it it, it it's gonna be a pretty damn good show when we do get there. Yeah, no, I have no problem that Tony Khan's gonna put on uh, an excellent pay per view, and the card is uh, shaping up to be incredible. So I'm not I'm not worried about that at all. But um, really, nothing substantial came out of the show tonight. More of the same from uh, from AEW tonight. But the big news. And I want to go over two stories because uh, we got the ladies embroiled in what I think is going to end up being a blood and guts match. And it may result in, uh, you know, something happening at the pay-per-view. We don't know what yet. And we got this little nugget of information via Sports Illustrated today, Jesse. Ring of Honor is finally getting a TV show and a debut start date. Of March 2nd, 2023, this was unveiled today via Sports Illustrated when Tony Khan revealed the show will be taking place on Thursday, March 2nd, strictly on Honor Club right now, Ring of Honor's paid streaming service. The first episode will air exactly one year from the date that Tony Khan announced that he purchased the promotion, so that's pretty cool right there. Khan also confirmed that the first set of tapings will take place Saturday, February 25th, and Sunday, February 26th. From Universal Studios in Orlando, tickets go on sale tomorrow. Tony Khan said this, and I quote, Ring of Honor TV is coming Thursday, March 2nd on Honor Club. 
We'll have our first tapings on February 25th and 26th at Universal Studios in Orlando, and we are going to put tickets on sale uh, on Thursday. Those will be the first ever tapings of the new Ring of Honor. Uh, we also have the library on the Honor Club with 20 years of matches. All the Briscoes, FTR matches are available, including Final Battle from December, and those matches are going to stand the test of time in wrestling. Ring of Honor has a tremendous history, and we've been able to introduce it uh, with a further reach across the world this past year, and I'm excited to finally introduce weekly Ring of Honor shows. And uh, if you guys want to sign up for Ring of Honor, uh, Honor Club, and you are not signed up yet, it is $9.99 per month, and uh, you can stream through the Ring of Honor app on iOS, Android, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku, as well as watchroh.com. Jesse, are you excited about this? Are you finally happy that we're getting a Ring of Honor TV that we may get some stability via the AEW and Ring of Honor rosters now, some separation after a tumultuous 2022 where they were kind of cross-promoting the Ring of Honor show with AEW Dynamite, and it just kind of made everything into a, into a fucking mess, to be quite honest with you. I thought it took away from what AEW tried to do. Are you interested in this? Do you see, you, do you see yourself adding this as more content? Like, I'm also contemplating this. Maybe we do a dual review. Who the fuck knows? I want to see what the rest of the community is uh, thinking about this. Um, how, do, how do you feel about this? I, I mean, I, I don't have any excitement personally right now to it, but I, I hope that he, and the one thing that I really hope more than anything is that TK doesn't burn himself out because I know he's going to be in charge of that shit. I know he's going to be hands-on with it, and we know he's hands-on with AEW. Uh, too, many, too many hats, bro. I don't want him to wear too many hats and wear himself thin. Right. All right. So, um... Am I excited about it? I'm so I'm not excited about it. Um, and I am excited about it. And then I also I could get excited about it and I'll explain. So I'm excited that the fact that um hopefully we're getting less ROH content on AEW television. Yes. So that I'm happy about. I'm not excited about getting the honor club. I have no interest in getting honor club. I'm gonna be honest right now. Um is it impossible for me to get it? No, because uh, the WWE Network uh, got my money every month, basically, so I could watch NXT when it was must-watch TV. Yes. So, I mean... And that is the only reason why we really signed up for the WWE Network when Black and Gold was available. I just want you guys to know that. Like, the pay-per-views were shit. I mean, they're not like they are now. I mean, they're a little bit more must-see now because of who's in charge, but NXT was the only reason, and those takeover shows were the only reason why anybody signed up for that shit. Uh, Right. So, um... Um, God damn it, man! Train of thought. So, um, um, uh, but but so uh, so um, I I could get excited for it because if the ROH content turns out to be you know must see TV, then yeah, I get it. Um, but here's the thing: if if I can get all of the AEW pay per views, um, on the network, then I don't care what kind of content they're putting out on ROH, um. I'm going to get it right away. Yeah. So, I mean, if we can get, because now, now that we have four years of content under our belt, I know a lot of people were, were, were clamoring for and wanting a network. Um, we needed a, They needed a library. Well, now we have four years of Dynamites, Rampages, and pay-per-views, and ROH and everything else. If we can get all of this stuff under the same umbrella, 
um, under the same one universal network for ROH and everything else, I think that would be fan flipping fantastic. And uh, I would sign up right away. I would pay more than nine bucks. I'll pay 15 bucks a month for all of the ROH pay-per-views, the new content from ROH, and all future AEW pay-per-views. I would pay even more than 10 bucks a month for that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, I was on my way back home from the gym, uh, and I seen this news, and I, and I said to myself, and $9.99 is a little steep for Ring of Honor. I was never really a Ring of Honor fan, even when Ring of Honor was in its heyday. Um, so I'm a noob coming into Ring of Honor. Obviously, this is a new era of Ring of Honor, the Tony Khan era, but... You know, I feel like with the news of AEW and Tony Khan discussing a possible streaming deal with Warner Media, Warner Discovery, um, and him already exploring those options, what happens to Honor Club when Tony Khan inevitably gets a streaming deal for all the AEW catalog? You know Ring of Honor is going to be over there. You know that's why he purchased it, because he wants to continue to build a resume and he wants to build himself an itinerary of content so that when he does present the streaming uh, service idea to whomever, he's going to have a ton of content that whoever is going to be interested in purchasing it, look at it and say, all right, we got a lot of shit here. So what happens to honor club? You know, I I'm like you, I would rather wait till everything is under the same umbrella. And then I feel like my nine 99 or 14 99, whatever the fuck it is, is uh, is worth it? I, I don't feel like I. I, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you. The weekly TV is not enough for me to be paying ten dollars a month on top of you know what I, yeah. I got Disney Plus, I got Netflix, I got Hulu, I got Spotify. I, I you know so much so much shit that we're paying for monthly. I mean, is it really worth nine ninety nine for this television show? Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean it. I mean, it, it it could be. I mean, they're at the start of something. And I understand price points. You know, people are saying, you know, they should charge this, they should charge that. I don't think TK is charging people anything more than what he has to to get the thing to operate and, you know, make a little coin on top. I don't think he's here trying to, you know, take anyone's money. No. You know, but, you know, if we if we want, we wanted ROH content and we wanted to get it off AEW television, I feel like this was the only option that he had for right now because he's been shopping for a TV deal. So if he couldn't get a TV deal and now all of a sudden we're getting um, everything on the Honor Club, I mean, maybe the TV deal just wasn't panning out and he had a goal to get it going a year later, apparently, or something along those lines. And here we go. This is what we're getting. I'll take it. It's the best that we can get for right now. I mean, yeah, and I feel like it does kind of just offset some of that um, ROH content on AEW television. Um, but I would like to see an AEW network combined with ROH. And I'm sure it's coming at some point, and maybe we're just getting the ball rolling with the Honor Club right now. But as it stands now, man, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I, know if I could do 10 bucks a month just for ROH, um, especially when we have YouTube and social media where I can literally basically follow a program like that without watching it or paying for it. I could just look it up on YouTube and get the results. It's pre-taped, yeah. you know? I mean, it's the only option that he has right now. Uh, he needs to make. Uh, he needs to start making some money uh, with the brand that he purchased yes. for, that he paid yes. for rather, um, on top of the pay per view. So I, I get it, but you know, and a lot of people are saying, "Well, nine ninety nine is not. A, it's not. It's not a lot of money. It's okay for me." And blah blah blah. It's not the point. It may be okay for you, and it's certainly okay for me. I mean, I could I could use it as a fucking write off. I don't I don't have any problem paying yeah. nine ninety nine, which I may do for the first month just to see what the fuck it's about. You know, uh, yeah. and to see what direction they're going in. And, you know, I'll gauge it from there. Maybe I'll start off doing some content on it. I don't know who's going to be interested in it. 
Some of you guys are not going to want to watch it. Maybe you just want to hear me or Jesse talk about it. Who the fuck knows? We don't know. But um, I, I agree with you, man. I don't, I don't think it's worth nine ninety nine in the long run if Tony Khan is going to ultimately bundle everything together with the AEW brand under one big umbrella for a big streaming service package for us yeah. AEW fans. Uh, uh, we'll see. It's, it's going to be a wait-and-see uh, thing. The only thing that I worry about is who's going to be on the roster? Who who exactly? I want to know what is working in his mind. Like, what is the inner workings of Tony Khan's mind? Who is on that AEW roster that he's going to specifically put on the Ring of Honor brand? What type of uh, what type of feel is it going to have? You know, because you know, I could sit here and tell you, I could sit here and tell you, oh, they're they're filming in the same building that they're filming Dark in, and I could sit here and tell, uh, yeah, I could sit here and tell you, oh, the, there you go. You want the basis of what Ring of Honor is going to be? Just uh, just look at AEW dark and that's what we're going to get. I mean, I don't want to yeah. feel that way. I don't want I don't think that's worth 9.99 at all. But the but thing the thing is uh, I'm sorry, the thing yeah, is they're, taped, they're, t- they're taped shows. Yeah, and they're taped, yes. I mean, so we're going to get the same level of excitement that we feel when we watch Rampage and Dark. I mean, it's if there I was mean, a live show I probably wouldn't second guess it. I would go ahead. And, I, and, and, you know, I, I could sit here and tell you, you know, you're right on that because that's one of the main reasons why I don't watch Rampage. But to be fair, NXT Black and Gold was taped, but that was a great fucking show. Yeah. That was that was easily by far and away the best show in, in the industry. And even for, they went live, though. And they went live. And, yeah. you know, it, you know when, when, when they went live, when the beginning stages of AEW started hitting TNT, it was still good. The excitement was still there. They were still operating at a full sale. And then and then they did what they did, which right. I don't need you guys know what they did. And then all of it was killed. But right. the, the one thing I want to know is I want to know the inner workings of Tony. Who's going to be on that roster? Who did he sign to an AEW contract to specifically put on the Ring of Honor brand? Uh, is it going to be any big names? Is there going to be crossover? Is this going to be a, a promotion used like NXT was for the main roster? Is it going to be a feeder system for AEW? Is it going to be... And I don't mean a feeder system in, in in a way like it's the developmental because a lot of these guys, you know, they are great in-ring performers, but they don't have the seasoning that would one, that one would need to make it to that to that dynamite level. That, that, that's their main show. What I mean by that is these people don't get TV time and you're going to put them on that show to get them some in-ring work, get them some TV time, get them to know the ropes and how this uh, is going, this whole process is going to go. Is it going to be something that you're going to take these people, put them on Ring of Honor, and then get them ready for Dynamite? I, I don't. What's well, the whole process here? We don't know. I, I would, I would kind of like to see something like a, almost more like something like a like a brand split as opposed to a, um. A completely different, I don't like like a feeder system. I don't want to see it like NXT versus main roster. I'd rather rather see it like Raw versus SmackDown type deal. I mean, and I don't want to see any more ROH or AEW talent on either show because when when you do it, it becomes special. Yeah, you do it every fucking week. I don't fucking care about it anymore, man. But when I see the ROH World Champion showing up on Dynamite to whoop somebody's ass. It should be a big goddamn deal because we never see that, you know. So that kind of thing can make it special. You, you get the AEW champ, you get MJF showing up on ROH to to take care of some business. That becomes a big deal, but not when it happens every other week. No, and, so. and we got the likes of Samoa Joe, who's the TV champion. We got Claudio, who's the Ring of Honor World Champion, 
And we have tag team champions in the Briscoes, which I think that's going to be the big selling point for the first couple of episodes. Like, what are they going to do with the tag team titles? Is it going to be an invitational? Is there going to be something with uh, with Jay Briscoe in mind, the Jay Briscoe Memorial Tag Team Tournament or something along those lines? We've got to crown tag team champions. Yeah. Obviously, we got Wheeler Yuta. I believe he's the pure champion, right? So we got some AEW talent. They have a roster. They, they have a roster. There's AEW yeah. talent that are, you know, predominantly Ring of Honor champions, Mm-hmm. So they're going to build it with those names. Who does Tony Khan have involved that's going to take those spots? I mean, that, those are big spots. Claudio doesn't have a big role on the show, but he's a big name. Samoa yeah. Joe, I don't want to take him from AEW Dynamite and put him specifically in, and solely on Ring of Honor. Joe is a, a valuable asset. I want to see him on Dynamite every fucking week. You yeah. know, so I, I got to tune in to go watch Samoa Joe on Ring of Honor every week. Yeah, and, and like you said, if they're going to be over there, bro, I don't want to see them cross over at all. Like, if you're yeah. over there, you're over there. I don't want to see you on Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It is. I mean, and also, uh, being with the streaming thing, I would, I would. I mean, I'm sure he tried, but um, a streaming a streaming deal can be a pain in the ass when people say, "Oh, it's only ten bucks a month." Well, it is, but when you combine that ten bucks a month with the ten bucks a month for Peacock. You know, then uh, fourteen for Amazon. Yep, and and then for Netflix, and then for HBO Max, and then YouTube TV. You know, these are streaming services that the average you know household is paying for. So nine ninety nine by itself is not a big deal, but when you add it on to everything else you're probably paying for entertainment, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. So if it, it'd be better if it was on TV. I don't care what goddamn channel. Put it on El Ray with fucking Lucha Underground. I don't care. Just Get it on TV. And, and bro, sure you, didn't, you, you, you didn't even mention the, the AEW pay-per-views that we have to pay $50 yes. for and the Ring of Honor quarterly pay-per-views we have to pay for because they've been fucking banger shows. $40 yep. for that or $30, whatever the fuck it is. I, I mean, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to dedicate to, to the AEW brand. And, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and tell you that they haven't put on great shows because nine out of ten times Tony Khan's going to put on a banger show. Uh, the pay-per-view models was built that way, but is it going to be worth it just for this for this television show? He's he, he's going to have an uphill battle to make it really must see. And oh, I don't yeah. think I don't think doing it at Universal Studios. It, it, on one hand, I'm glad that they have a dedicated space to do it, but on the other hand, like you said, it's going to be taped, and mm-hmm. it's operating out of the same place that you see dark every fucking week. It's like right. I, um, I, yeah, <laughs> that gives off a bad vibe to me. It needs to be. So if they so if they're gonna do this and they are they've already announced it and they're gonna charge people ten bucks a month for for Honor Club, they need to add some production value. Yeah, they can't just they they can't just change the ring skirts and film it before a dynamite. They need to add some production value and make it interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they I don't know what they do. I I really don't. And as far as the it being taped, the longer you go between a taped um, session and it going live devalues it that much because the spoilers go out people find out there's anything interesting there or whether or not they need to watch it or not if they have a choice to watch it by reading the spoilers that thing that alone is going to bring down the interest and the ratings because if you don't have to watch it to find out if you want to see it then why why bother yeah it's going to be uh like i said it's going to be an uphill battle uh i wish them the best i really do you know, if there's a model that you should be following, it's what Triple H did with the black and gold. I, I thought that show was perfect from top to bottom on most weeks. Uh, you rarely, rarely got uh, anything below an 8 out of 10, in my honest opinion. Um, 
that that's what they need to do if they're going to have a dedicated crowd like that at, at uh, Universal Studios in, in Orlando. We'll see. I'll tune in for the first month, I guess, for nine ninety nine to see what it's about. And if I feel like it's going to be a waste of my time, I can always I can always cancel it. So uh, I wish Tony Khan the best with that. But that is coming March second for Ring of Honor. Finally, some uh, some stable TV and uh, roster. That I guess that'll uh, come at a later date. We'll see when we uh, get the debut. Hooligan wants to know why is there no AEW app like the WWE Network. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what he's working on. I don't know. I mean, what, I mean, I can answer that. One simple answer, dude. Money. Yeah. Money. Mo- things cost money. We as fans sit here and say, hey, we want an AEW app with everything on it. Tony, give it to us. Tony's like, okay, what would this cost? This much money. Well, shit. Where's that going to come from out of the budget? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that, and nothing is going to happen, like you said, bro. It, it, it's going to come because it's it's not in the budget. That that's yeah. what he's going to be negotiating. Their TV rights deals are up this year, so yeah, that, that shit costs money, man. I mean, if if it was that easy, everyone would just have an all inclusive network with a low budget. Pro- I mean, that's not it's not that simple. Tony, Tony has- Khan wishes he had a fucking genie. What, yeah. what, what what would you want as a rest- for a wrestling promotion, streaming service, shit. fucking pay per views twelve times a year? You know, it's. Yeah, and, and you and you you pay you pay what for the for the app and for the network that they have, you don't get a pay per view every month like you yeah. get in WWE. So you're paying ten bucks a month, and you're getting a pay per view every four months. Yeah, I mean it's it's not the same price point. It's not the same value. WWE has 30, 40 years of content amongst multiple different promotions to put on a low price network. AEW has four years. It's, it's it's not worth it right now to a customer to spend that kind of money for a network when it's more you get more value buying the WWE network. I mean, real and, and listen, listen when when you start talking about giving AEW a streaming service, you know, with them uh, on a streaming service, it, it, it drastically changes the mentality of how the business should be run. I guarantee you, with a streaming service, you're going to see more pay per views added to the calendar. You know, it's not going to be the same with a streaming service for AEW. He, there's going to be more content that goes up there. They're going to need to stabilize it and maintain it with consistency. You know, we got four or five pay-per-views, uh, you know, uh, on AEW television, you know, per year. We may see that bumped up to six or seven. We don't fucking know. That, that, not that that's a bad thing, but, you know, you can't charge nine ninety nine for the fucking thing. You can't charge a, a nine ninety nine for a pay-per-view and put it on the fucking app like WWE does. It's not going to work that way. Yeah. It's never going to work that way. You know, yeah. I, 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 and that's not even the issue. I gladly pay fucking TK fifty dollars for their pay per views because they've been great shows. So it's, uh, not, it's not financially viable. No, AEW. No, yeah. and, and you know, sometimes people get lazy. Do you want? Do you want a pay per view for nine ninety nine? Because we've been through that with Vince. They didn't give a fuck about those pay per views. They were yeah. built like nine ninety nine pay per views or four ninety nine. Whatever the fuck you were paying for it. They they weren't yeah. they weren't billed at seventy dollars a shop pop. That's what they should be. If it was. Put it, put it this way. This is the guy that got us Mark Briscoe, you know, yeah. on TV. He fought with the network. I mean, basically, if it if it was doable for the fans and financially, you know, doable for his, for the company, we would have it by now. You know, he's not sitting there in his office, you know, you know, twirling his hands and rubbing his cat saying, ha ha, they want a network and I'm not giving it to him. I mean, if if it was doable, he would have done it. Yes. And he, and he has it. So I'm sure he's trying to make it doable. The more time that passes, the better. Because again, the more content you can offer, the better. So if he's got four years of content, let's give him some time. It, it it takes time, and more importantly, it takes a lot of money 
to do the things that we're asking. And we, I mean, I know the guy's rich, but he can't, he just can't bleed his pockets. He's also trying to buy WWE, you know, for whatever long shot that he's got at doing that. So for whatever reason, I think he's going to sell to TK, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, I mean, for, for what it's worth, I mean, I, I guess for what it's worth, if he's actually interested in buying it, he's got to put forth an earnest effort. He just can't be like, Hey, put my name in the hat. Ha ha. No, you gotta do, you gotta put together a package. You gotta get the investors. You gotta actually try to be denied to say, Hey, I tried to do it. Well, the way Nick Khan's talking, that shit may be wrapped up by fucking WrestleMania time. So we don't, we don't know. Uh, three months is according to uh con man there, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep a close eye on the ring of honor stuff. And, uh, I'll gauge you guys and how you're feeling. If you want me to cover first uh, month or so of episodes. So we'll, we'll see what happens and we'll uh, monitor it as we get closer to that March 2nd date. The other, the other big thing, and um, you know, again, nothing really happened on this show that I really want to spend uh, a lot of time like we usually do with the reviews. Uh, it's probably going to be more of a news show here and then we'll get into the uh, Dynamite stuff. Major backstage meeting was actually held last week at AEW Dynamite, this is coming from Fightful Select, and in regards to Thunder Rosa. Now, I don't know if you read this, Jesse. Uh, before I get into it, have you have you seen this article? Oh yeah. Oh uh, okay. Of course you did. Oh yeah. Former AEW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa returned to the road for the first time since her injury forced her to uh, take some time away, vacate the title. Fightful Select has learned that there was a locker room meeting for all the women on the roster who were present at the tapings. Those that we heard from, says Fightful, said that it was an effort to ease the tension between Thunder Rosa and the locker room after several relationships had been frayed. <laughs> Brit Baker. <laughs> hi, Brittany. Hi, hi, hi Britt. How, how you doing? How you doing, honey? Uh, listen, um, that's the basis of what happened here in, in the meeting. Uh, Fightful said that we spoke to people with knowledge of the meeting and said that <laughs> uh, that Rosa did a lot of making amends for several issues that came up along the way during her previous run in the company. Uh, there were those on the roster that took issue with her approach to things and believed she made others on the women's roster seem like bullies. That's very interesting. There were also complaints about sandbagging and working stiff one member of the roster was quick to say that Rosa was met with some of that earlier in her AEW run as well, but that had long been rectified. There were some on the roster that took issue with her not being on the road while with AEW while traveling for other work and questioned the legitimacy of her injury. <laughs> Sorry, I got allergies, bro. I, I got to get it out. Uh, which Rosa addressed publicly. Rosa wasn't wrestling, but instead did Spanish language commentary, which sources indicated she was very happy to participate in. She noted that she'd be back on the road recently, uh, but wouldn't beat wrestling immediately. Those close to her claim uh, she isn't cleared yet, but is getting closer to being cleared. A member of the AEW management team told FIFA that they believe this meeting was productive and hoped it was a clean slate for the women's locker room. Very interesting stuff there, bro, because, uh, you know, I, I can't really say what when everything went down last October. I can't really say what Britt and I discussed, and we did, and I apologized, and she came back and accepted my apology. But a lot of the things that have been discussed in the dirt sheets, bro, about Rose's legitimacy for her injury and 
it was certainly raised that her not being on the road with AEW, uh, even while she was injured, is not a good look. Britt did it when she had a broken nose and traveled with the brand, was even champion when she was out with injury and still made the television tapings. I mean, we could get into that and dissect it a little bit deeper, but I mean, the woman does have a point. At the end of the day, you know, a lot of these things that everybody was complaining about and a lot of these things that Thunder Rosa took offense to, bro, she apologized here for in this meeting, according to Feifel. And if those things did not happen, Rosa would not have to apologize. So it looks like from the surface in this report that everything that we had discussed was complete bullshit. And whoever was on the other side of this, on the other side, I mean, on the other side of Thunder Rosa, was actually justified in their complaints here. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't want to get back into this. Uh, right listen, now. you don't have to. I'm, 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 listen, I'll take the heat for that. But, I mean, if she didn't do anything, bro, she wouldn't have to apologize. I agree. I agree. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was an olive branch. Like, hey, not saying that I'm 100%, you know, free of blame in this. So, for my half, I'll apologize. And then maybe I'll get the other half to apologize for the half that they did wrong. You know, and then maybe it wasn't reciprocated. I don't know. I don't know. I would hope um, it. I, I I would hope both sides apologize because both sides did do wrong. I agree. That I one hundred percent agree. So let's see how it plays out. Um. I I mean I don't know. I will say this. I will agree that if you're well enough to travel to do you know personal meet and greets and other public events then there's no reason why you can't travel with your team. Yeah, and she, and, and, and she wanted to do that as AEW Women's Champion. I mean, it, it's yeah. a bad look. Like, I don't know what was going through her head. You know, you're traveling as the AEW Women's Champion to do other things outside of the promotion that you are champion for. Like, how, did, how didn't she realize that was a bad look and, and right. how that wasn't going to resonate with her own locker room and say, oh, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you, you work for us. You want to go do this and that and this and that and vlog and fucking autograph signings and Mission Pro Wrestling and all this other shit. Meanwhile, I've been on the road, says Britt, as champion, injured, and I made television every fucking time. And now you think that you can just get up and do whatever the fuck you want? I mean, I, I, I was a model for this division, and you're going against the model that I built in this locker room. Yeah, right. you're, you're the one that Tony Khan bestowed the championship upon? That's a bad look, bro. At the same time, for me though, I'm like that's that's not that if if this is the case, we're just speculating. So if if this was the if that were the case, it's not Britt Baker's position to supervise what I do. It's Tony Khan's. Yes, it's management. Yes, it's management. You don't. It's not your business. You know, you work. You're 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 my you're my equal. You know, you're my colleague. You're not my manager. You're not my supervisor. You know, nothing like that. So why are you going around talking about what? I may have arranged with my boss, which is not you. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire 
faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So just playing devil's advocate in this. Well, I'm sure at the end of the day, Tony Khan was notified of this. I think the parties involved had notified Tony Khan. But at the end of the day, you are correct, uh, Jesse. But, you know, at the end of Tony Khan's day, he didn't do anything about it. Right. I mean, I mean. Until he eventually took the title off of her and put it on Tony Storm. Yeah. Now, if you're Britt Baker, have you earned the right to have a say or an opinion in how this is being handled? Sure. Absolutely. Take it up with Tony Khan. Yeah. Say your piece, and for whatever it's worth, he can weigh it, you know, and make his judgment or his decision at that point. But for you to be out publicly, you know, just trying to railroad her, I mean, just drop it. It's not your concern. Your job is to follow the script you're given, go out there and do good matches, go out and do what you're supposed to do. Don't worry about her. and Don't, don't have her worry about you. I mean, just let her be. You know, talk to talk to Tony Khan. That's it. And somebody else that's not in this discussion that was possibly justified as well, poor Ivelisse, right? Yeah. I mean, she's been she's been calling Ivelisse this shit out right for, for 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 years now, and then she was never given an opportunity to to, to succeed in AEW. They, they just fucking banished her to dark, and then we never saw her again. Well, she may have her own problems. I don't want to really get on her side and say, "Oh, Ivelisse is right," but I mean, she did have that one gripe with Thunder Rose, and nobody nobody really listened to her. They just yeah. kind of blew her off. It's very. I mean, it, look, it was a backstage issue. We, we, it's not like we're talking about a uh, uh, a Tessa Blanchard type no. issue. It's not that no. bad. I mean, you got people in the locker room who butt heads, didn't get along. It happens, you know. Welcome to running a promotion. It happens. It was not, not wasn't the first time it happened, and God knows it wasn't the last time that Tony's had to deal with egos and issues and backstage politics and shit like that. So, at this point, he should be accustomed to it. At the same time. The talent just needs to worry about themselves and who they're working with and stop just trying to get yourself over by bringing someone else down. If they're that bad, they'll bring themselves down. They don't need your help. Yes, and the most important thing should be that locker room is happy, making the best television possible, and going out there and having fun for what they do. And I hope this made the entire women's division and that entire women's locker room a lot better off for it and I hope we see a hungrier, healthier, happier, and more intense women's division because I'm really excited about where this storyline could go with the potential and the possibility of what could be with this storyline. I hope all of them make this a really special thing because this could be something that transcends the division and really gets them started. Uh, after all these years we've been complaining about it, that they're not where they should be. This is the moment to take that and make the division what it needs to be. And that's all I want yeah. out of this. Making amends, I certainly hope so. Yeah, and at the same time, I don't think anyone was nece- necessarily saying Ivelisse is a flat-out liar in what she was saying. But for the, but mostly, she went about handling it the wrong way. You don't take it out into the ring and start no-selling and making the match look yeah. good. And that, that, that's, that's where you're not being professional. You can be, same thing with a certain other, sh- you know, Chicagoan that had a point in what he was saying about what was going on around him. He just chose the wrong avenue to make it public, all right? And that's that's just not the way to do, to fucking do it. 
So you, you can be right and still be wrong. So you can't go off, do what you did, and then come back and see, well, I have a point. Like Nobody's saying you didn't, but you chose to go about it the wrong way. And it could be the same thing with Ivelisse and everything else here. But it happens, man. You work your ass off. You know, you work out. You fucking, you're on the road all the fucking time. And then bullshit like this happens. And then it boils over. And you get upset and you get frustrated. And then at the end of the day, you're going to look at, like, why'd you do that? You're like, the, you're like the guy who got caught for passing the ferrets or some shit. But they missed what happened to you earlier in the play. Don't get caught holding the bag. Go about shit the right way. And, and you mentioned that certain uh, Chicago native, um, apparently he hasn't mended fences with who he needs to mend fences with either. This is according to Meltzer. I mean, I, I don't know if Meltzer knows anything about what's happening in CM Punk's fucking personal life. But um, if the ladies can mend fences, bro, and the ladies could be, uh, you know, better off for it and worry about, you know, hey, we, we got to get this thing right. And let's make this about the division and not about us individually, this greediness this disrespect right. going around, you know, if the ladies could do it, punk and the elite could certainly do it. I mean, this, the, the, the ladies could be a model example of what needs to be done here and make AEW a, a viable fucking threat again to WWE with, with, with the potential of just fucking great storytelling. Uh, I, I hope fences are mended. If the ladies could do it, punk can do it. No, it's, it's possible, but let's not give the ladies too much credit yet. They haven't fixed it all yet. No, so let's let's see if they can mend their fix their, their fences and get it all straightened out. I mean, hopefully they can. Maybe they can with Punk. If the rumors and and the and the and the talk is true, then it sounds like, from what I can gather, it sounds like Punk has calmed down and realized that he probably overreacted to his issues. Not saying that Punk thinks he's wrong, but Punk probably agrees that he could have went about it a different way, and now he. It feels like he's putting feelers out there to say, hey, I'm ready to squash this if you guys are. But I've heard no feelers coming from the other side on it, so I don't know. Well, the other side the other side is notorious for uh, fucking uh, keeping the smarks on their toes. So, you know, who, who the fuck knows? They're not going to really reveal anything in plain sight, those, uh, those silly guys in the elite. So um, I- I'm ready for Punk to come back. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, I, I think Punk is uh, is needed on AEW television. I, I think storytelling is needed on AEW. Something, you know, I'm not saying that they have to recreate what the fucking Bloodline and Sami Zayn are doing, but I want something that's going to drag on for, you know, several months and really just be engaging television. We haven't really seen that since Punk. We haven't yeah. seen that since Punk has been there, bro. And, and that's something that really is sorely missing from the company. That long-term just invest in weekly television type of AEW programming. And, and I think Punk... If he's back, he's going to instantly bring that back to the table, and I think it's needed. So I've I've been very neutral and quiet on the punk coming back subject, and I'll I'll go ahead and say this: do I do I want punk back? That's that's a hard question because I don't just want punk back and then hope we can all get to where we hope to be. I would like punk to come back, and I would like things to go back the way that we hope they would get to when we originally signed Punk. But at the same time, I'm an optimist, man. Punk, this is not the first locker room Punk has, has, has blown up with his fucking, with his, with his attitude and his demeanor. And is it going to be the last? That, that's the question I ask myself. If we forgive, forget, and move on, what makes me think this is going to be the last CM Punk encounter that brings down the locker room when it wasn't the first? We don't know. We don't so, know if it's going to be the last. I mean, and, and that's my whole ordeal. The, what the, the shit that Punk did this time around 
was damn near catastrophic for, for an upstart company like this, man. And so we put it past us and move on, and it happens again. You look like an idiot when you just could have cut your losses and move on and stick with the guys who you know are here for you. And 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 like like Cody said, you know, with the same with the same motives that you know that that you have, you know, the same mantra and the same and everything else. But I what what if you bring them back and it doesn't? I mean, screw me once, shame on you. Screw me again. What the fuck were you thinking? You you brought him back and you hope things are gonna be different. Were they different the first 10 times he fucked up a locker room like this? I mean, you nobody to blame but yourself if this happens again. So if he let him go, I wouldn't blame him, man. Yeah. I really wouldn't. Uh, and that's going to be something. I mean, they said uh, a couple of months and Punk is going to be back, uh, ready to go. Um, we don't know for sure. And um, it's going to be a very interesting spring and summer for AEW because uh, that's what's going to be on everybody's mind. But I hope mended fences can be had here uh, with everybody involved. I think it's going to make for a better uh, AEW. Uh, we got this other story, too, which uh, kind of pissed me off. And uh, in typical fashion, Conan backtracked. Uh, Conan, <laughs> Conan, Conan, and I was going to save this for my live stream tomorrow. I'll probably end up talking about this again tomorrow as well. Um, Conan fires back at Konosuke Takeshita for doing an Eddie Guerrero signature frog splash in Texas. And Miro actually came to the defense of Takeshita days after Conan went after Takeshita on his uh, Keeping It 100 podcast. Conan took issue with Takeshita imitating Eddie Guerrero during his match with MJF on Dynamite, hitting a frog splash and doing Eddie's uh, signature pose at the top. Uh, he says, well, Takeshita, he's got heat with me, and he's lucky I wasn't in El Paso because he went up and he did the fucking Eddie Guerrero thing for the frog splash. You're not Mexican, dude. I don't care. Stick to your nationality, Conan said on his podcast. Miro took to Twitter to defend Takeshita and said, I bet you all that Conan, or whatever his name is, can't last 10 seconds with Takeshita. Conan, of course, backtracked on his comments and said, and I quote, Takeshita, that thing was a joke. Like, I'm really going to get mad over him doing a frog splash. Everyone does it. If you actually believe I was hot, joke's on you. After one fan accused Conan of backtracking and suggested he should apologize, Conan fired back with this remark, and I quote, Please don't tell me what I did or what my intentions were. If you don't think it was a joke, that's on you. That's on you, he says. That's on you. That's on you. Uh, It shouldn't have been said, uh, period. And this shit is ridiculous. This may have been one of the worst fucking takes that I've ever seen. Uh, I I didn't know nationality needed to be had to do a fucking frog splash and imitate Eddie Guerrero. Sasha Banks has done it. Ricochet has done it. Kevin Owens has done it. How many fucking false finishes have we seen with Eddie Guerrero where someone drops to the fucking thing? Finn Balor, I mean, has has done the uh, object in the hands and he throws it away. And uh, he pretends like uh, the referee didn't see it. I mean, everybody imitates Eddie Guerrero. You should be fucking happy that Eddie Guerrero, to this day, is being imitated by everybody because everybody loved Eddie. This was a fucking terrible take. Conan sucks. His entire crew sucks. And Takeshita is fucking great. Uh, If Takeshita wants to do frog splashes off the top rope and imitate Eddie Guerrero, he could do it any day of the fucking week. And good on Miro for coming out and supporting him, man. I love to see that, even though he's not on TV which Conan kind of blasted him for. Uh, you know, where's your fucking career at, pal? Uh, and that's, uh, I mean, that's where's just Conan's? Uh, I don't know. 
I don't, where, where is Conan's? He's fucking, he's got a podcast with Disco Inferno. You have a better, I mean, that says it all. You, 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 have, a, you have a better podcast partner than fucking Conan. Yes. 1,000%. So. I mean, what a shit fucking, te- and no, no, he wasn't joking. I don't believe a fucking word. I don't need yeah. to listen to his podcast like he wanted us to. That's just, oh, that just, please, 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 please listen to my podcast. Now you have to hear the whole context of the story. No, no, you said it and it came off that way. And I heard the fucking clip. You sounded dead serious when you said it. And no, the backtracking's not allowed. Go fuck yourself. No, he, he, he made it very racist the way he put it out there. Of course and he did. If, if, if he somehow would have somehow just regulated his point to those who were close friends with Eddie or something like that, maybe it wouldn't have been, maybe it wouldn't have been received as bad as it was. But when he made a racist like that, he got to be Mexican to fucking do it. He's getting no support for that. That's bullshit. Wrestling is wrestling. Wrestling is not a race, all right? That's like, uh, I don't know, that's like you got to be Italian to make pizza. Like, you can't make good pizza. You're like, bro, you make tacos. You make, apparently, you make delicious tacos. You're not fucking Mexican. You need to be Mexican to make fucking tacos. I I bet my tacos are better than fucking Conan's. Do I gotta Clip be a it. fucking do I gotta be a fucking farmer in the middle of Montana, nowhere bumblefuck Montana, to make a fucking nice steak in my own kitchen? I mean, give me a fucking break. No. Get the fuck out of here, man. What a ridiculous fucking concept. This is that's just as bad as the people. Oh, you're not in the industry. You got no business talking about pro wrestling. Give me a fucking break. You kidding me? No. I mean, don't, 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 don't try to separate wrestling fans into a race issue like that that's that that's complete horseshit you don't have to be mexican or white or black to do anything that you would like to do in wrestling don't you gotta be gotta be respectful that's it and he was paying respect to fucking eddie guerrero fuck is wrong with that nothing eddie guerrero is being idolized and memorialized every fucking time people are out there in the ring in 2023 it's gonna happen in 2033 43 it's gonna happen when jesse and i are gone off this planet it doesn't matter what is the problem yeah so stupid it is so fucking stupid man conan is a fucking absolute clown he should have been he should have been dragged for that comment good for him i I feel no pity for him that was a, a complete Mistake that he did, and in, no, he, he 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 said it, and he meant every fucking word of it. Now he's backtracking because he got E for it. Whatever. Whatever, man. Moving More on. Importantly, someone is all elite tonight. Who's all elite tonight? Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe is all elite, yes. The graphic is up, buddy. That is fucking great news. Yes. Tony Khan is a fucking beast, bro. Mark yes. Briscoe is all elite. Awesome. There you go. That deserves it. Yes, I got I can't hear Jesse. Let me let me let me do mine. There you go. 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 Unbelievable. God gives us what we want as fans. There you go. Tony Khan's always looking out for the fans. Got the best interest of the fans in his heart. Love it. Um We'll get to Jay Briscoe. We'll get to Jay Briscoe. Opening match. I'm not going to really dive too much into this because, uh, I mean, I didn't really care about this opening match. Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and uh, Great Khali 2.0 here. Satnam Singh versus Orange Cassidy, Billy Gunn, and the acclaimed big eight-man tag team match here. Now, normally, Jesse, I would be right where you are, and uh, you would mind very much that Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I love Jay Lethal. I think he's awesome. But, But Jeff Jarrett... 
Uh, we wouldn't mind Jeff Jarrett on television, especially in a match like this where he hasn't really been on Dynamite for a few weeks now, and he's mixing it up with the acclaimed, and we're probably more so wanting to see the acclaimed than the Gun Club built to their feud and their match at the pay-per-view. Meanwhile, we got Jared and Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutton, Satnam Singh going up against the acclaimed again. Nobody cares. Uh, nobody cares at all. But I'm going to give Jeff Jarrett a pass tonight. And uh, I commend Jeff Jarrett because uh, any normal man would say, you know what, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to just uh, do what I got to do here. Jeff Jarrett's father, Jerry Jarrett, passed away uh, yesterday, last night. And uh, Jeff Jarrett decided that he wanted to show up, continue to work tonight, and work this match. So I commend that, man. That's, uh, that takes a lot of fucking balls, honestly. That's, uh, that's good on Jeff Jarrett. That was weird for me, man. I mean, I, I don't want to see Jeff Jarrett out there so I can boo him on the night where he's grieving when he lost his fucking father. Yeah. Now, now if he would have come out out of character and said some words, my God, that would have been great. Yeah. You know, I mean, just, hey, you know, just, you know, this, this was my dad, you know, get out there and tell a promo, you know, give a promo, tell a story about your dad and give us a chance to, you know, mourn with you and say your piece and then go, then come back next week back in character. I really didn't feel right booing this guy tonight. Yeah. He just lost his fucking father, who was a legend in this business. Yeah. I mean, but but Jeff Jarrett is a consummate heel, man. And and this is what he 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 thrives on the booze. And he probably felt better to get them. So that's off to it. If that makes him feel better tonight, then so be it, you know. Everybody got their shit in here. This was uh a match I didn't really care for, but uh innocent nonetheless was this match. Satinam Singh was in there. He didn't really do too much. He did a little spot with Orange Cassidy where he blocked an orange punch. Laughing at Orange Cassidy across the ring. Uh, Singh then tagged in Sanjay Dutt. Daddy Ass was able to defamous her on Satnam Singh. Aubrey, Effort, uh, Aubrey Edwards tried to get uh, Dutt out of the ring. Jeff Jarrett used a stolen Golden Globe on Daddy Ass. Uh, and Lethal took out Bones with a lethal combination. Dutt tried to take out Caston with his pencil, but ran into an orange punch. Uh, the match broke down at the end, and Sanjay Dutt was dropped with the Sijimi Timbers, uh, and that gave Bowens the one, two, three. Uh, the Gun Club came out during the match and kind of um, taunted, I would say, the acclaimed, and I figured they would uh, have a match at the pay-per-view. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but the acclaimed had to stare down with the Guns post-match before scissoring Daddy S and Orange Cassidy, uh, and that's the way the match came to a close. Uh, Jesse, we're not getting the acclaimed versus the gun club at the pay-per-view like we all thought. Coming out of last week's uh, shocker victory where the guns won the tag team championships, but we're getting a fatal four-way tag team match. Tony Khan is holding two separate battle royals over the next two weeks to crown uh, the last two teams worthy enough to fit this fatal four-way at the pay-per-view. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I would prefer a, a regular tag team match. Now we're just going to add uh, two other teams, and it's now, instead of making it about the acclaimed and the guns, it, it just kind of feels like Tony Khan's trying to get as many people on the pay-per-view as possible, and, and I wish for the love of God he just gets that mentality out of his mind. It doesn't need to be that way. How many fucking people are missing off television now? Like, where the fuck's Will Hobbs? Where's the where's the uh, the, the House of Black? Where, where's Miro? I mean, we could we could where's Swerve? Where's Keith Lee? You know, I, I could go on and on. We don't need to get everyone on the show. This should be about the acclaimed and the guns. Yet we're now we're adding two other teams, and, and I don't really like that at all, bro. Yeah, I I I, I can see that. Um, 
I don't want to I don't want to knock it too much right now because I don't know what his plan is to um to get us to where we're hoping they're going with the guns and the acclaim. So maybe the the route that he chose to get to where we're hoping and thinking this might be going might be a little bit different than what we were thinking. But maybe we're still getting to you know Billy Gunn turning on the acclaim and costing them the check titles and things like that. Maybe this other team is just a, a, a different way they're gonna go about it. Um, if they're still going in that same direction, but just getting there a different way, I'm okay with it. Um, I'm like you, I would like it to see just about these guys. Maybe they have a different idea, but same destination. So let's see how they get there. Um, we can see that they haven't forgotten about their titles because all of a sudden they have a rematch clause now for some reason. Yeah. Don't yeah, know why. Yeah, I mean, you, we might as well talk <laughs> about that now, being that we're talking about it because uh, they were uh, on later in the show when this fatal four-way tag team match was announced by Renee in a backstage segment. Anthony Bowen says that we're invoking our rematch clause for the tag team championship, so they're going to be in the match with the guns, and now we're going to decide who the two other teams are via these two battle royals over the next couple of weeks. And legitimately, in the next fucking segment, we have AR Fox and Top Flight against the Elite, Omega and the Young Bucks, and they told Top Flight and AR Fox to get in the back of the line. We just don't give our championship match. I'm like, what the fuck are we listening to? Like, you got, you got one guy wanting a rematch clause invoked, and you got these guys oh, get in the back of the line. We have uh, other teams to wrestle before we give you guys another shot at the titles. I mean... Which one is it? Which is it? WWE gave, I mean, this is a WWE thing invoking a rematch clause. I thought AEW yeah. was all against that. And here we yeah. are on television. Anthony Bowens, yeah, I want my rematch. What? I mean, yes, you deserve a rematch uh, because you got fucked with the referee spot last week. But don't tell me you're invoking your rematch clause. You got to get a, you got to find a better way to get us there. Yes. In there. Yeah. Rema- invoking your rematch clause is very Bruce Pritchard. You don't want to be Bruce Pritchard, okay? Please. Yeah, yeah, no. So that's that, and um, I would prefer it just to see the acclaimed and the guns, but, you know, Jesse's got a fair point. We'll see where it's going. We may end up getting the same result that we talked about last week at the pay-per-view with these two other teams involved, and it's just a way to kind of lessen the blow, I guess, of the acclaimed getting fucked over. Maybe. Yeah, true. true. So we'll see what happens. Claudio, Ring of Honor World Champion, and John Moxley. They went up against Roosh and Preston Vance in a Texas Tornado match. Um, I enjoyed this. I, I thought this was fun stuff. Uh, Moxley bled as usual. Uh, I, I am honestly getting a little, uh, a little uh, numb to the fact that Moxley bleeds every fucking match. I mean, it's, it's not even funny anymore. I mean, do we need him to bleed every fucking? It's like a fucking meme now. Yeah, like, why we'll does he got to bleed every fucking match? I'll tell you why he's doing it at this point. Because it's pissing so many people off. Yeah. Moxley, Moxley knows his fans just like the rest of the AEW locker room. They hear it. They get it. And just to piss people off, dude. Moxley, this is what I like about John Moxley. I saw how miserable this man was going around doing wacky lines and messing with a fucking plant and playing third fiddle to two guys that he should be up there with just as equally. Now he's getting to do what he wants. I mean, no listen. one, no one is telling John Moxley what to fucking say or what to fucking do. So if he's doing this and it's making him happy, don't go out there and micromanage him because he's a happy man and he's making your roster look great. 
Leave him alone. Bro, his his shirt said blood is beautiful. That's his get that's his thing, man. Now, for the record, I'm with you guys. Too much of the same goddamn thing is fucking overkill. It yes. really is. It really is. But this is why he's here. This is why Brian's yes. here. They want to bleed and they want to fight. So I yes. mean it's yes. been very well documented, too. I, I just I, I mean, I'm just speaking from a logistics standpoint. You know, the less you see of something, when you see it, the more impact it has. You see it all the time. It's like, uh, uh, okay, yeah, it's 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 not special anymore. You, it's like you can't listen to the same song every fucking day. Your favorite song every day, it's not gonna it's not gonna hit the same. You know, I don't listen to Blackbird yeah. by Alter Bridge every fucking day. I, I listen to it when when I'm in a mood or you know my grandfather's anniversary is around the passing of his death. It's it's more it's more meaningful in those moments. You know, it's more meaningful when Moxley doesn't bleed. I, it's just the way I see things. No, it's my no, personal preference. One hundred percent. But uh, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Um, Moxley and Roosh had a nice back and forth. Claudio and Roosh had a nice back and forth. Uh, I could definitely see that Claudio. He's definitely going to be defending the title at SuperCard. Uh, I don't know against who. Uh, after tonight, bro, I-, I wouldn't mind Claudio versus Roosh for that Ring of Honor World Championship. Roosh is on a hot streak. I say, let him go. I want to. I want to see some more. I would like to see some more Claudio build up here. I think Claudio is popular enough and in a you know in a position enough to be booked as a stronger brand world champion. And especially since they're getting ready to launch their own, he needs to be built up as a Joe is built up as a bigger champion than Claudio right now. And that shouldn't be. Yeah. Joe is built up as a fucking killer. And that should be Claudio. So let's build Claudio up some more. And make Joe the number one heel to uh, to Claudio's uh, number one babyface in the company. And they they might have something going right there. I could see that. That'd be that'll be a fun match. Yeah. That'd be a fun match. Um, Claudio. Speaking of Claudio, we got the giant swing on Preston Vance. He got about uh, twelve revolutions, and uh, we got all four of these guys slugging it out. Russian Castagnoli then had a face off. Uh, Jose, the assistant, came in and hit Claudio with a chair. This is uh, no rules here, obviously. So this led to Wheeler Yuta coming down. And uh, beating him up, Roosh called for his bull's horn, but uh, Claudio speared him in midair. Claudio and Roosh then uh, go to the outside. Vance tried to hang Moxie with a chain, but Moxie reversed it, choked him out with the chain, and uh, basically uh, ended him. He tapped out, and the Blackpool Combat Club get the victory here on Dynamite. I thought this was fun stuff. Uh, Typical Texas uh, tornado rules. Nothing too crazy here. Uh, Wheeler Yuta did come down and aid his Blackpool Combat Club members, so they are still a faction, and they still have each other's backs, which is a good thing to see where Brian is. Uh, I guess he's out of the equation right now. They mentioned Brian when they were talking about the Blackpool Combat Club. Well, he must be doing his own thing, worrying about MJF before anything else. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and put them apart mentally because they're not together, man. Yeah. Um, maybe he's busy. Maybe he's busy with MJF. He'll come back to them later. Uh, as this was going on, Hangman was in the back uh, watching this match unfold, and he was attacked by the Butcher, the Blade, and Kip Sabian. And the Dark Order ran in to save Adam Page here from a further beatdown. So they were just selling uh, this little angle here in the back because Kip Sabian was scheduled to go one on one with Adam Page later on in the show. And they wanted to uh, create some intrigue and some dialogue there between Adam Page and uh, the Blackpool Combat Club because Adam Page is still wanting another match with John Moxley, which 
uh, he will get at Revolution. We will talk about that in a little bit. One of my favorite parts of the show was the sit-down with Wardlow. And this was awesome. I loved everything about this, and it really presented Wardlow in a great way. Uh, Ross asked Wardlow, what is next, and what's going on with Samoa Joe? Wardlow said from the time he can remember until he was eight years old, his dad instilled all the athleticism and drive that he has. He says his dad wasn't in his life after he was eight until he was a young adult. He said then they started to repair their father-son relationship. He said as soon as that happened, his dad told him he had stage four cancer and he didn't have much time left. So the next time he saw him, he was in hospice. And he did say that his father did make his first wrestling match and he was very proud of his son and the direction he wanted to go. He said he promised his dad he will do what he can to make everything right and do everything right and make it. He said that the last thing he ever said to him was that and his father died the very next day. He said after his dad died, he decided to grow his hair out and his beard out since he watched his dad lose all of his hair and beard When he had cancer, he said Samoa Joe knew that because they shared stories being a tag team for a little bit together. Joe cut his hair off and Joe knew that he looked into the camera and he got really angry and said with all that Joe has accomplished and everyone he has defeated in the past, he will not survive him. Bro, this is exact. I don't know why we didn't get this earlier. I don't know why we did not get this earlier, but I guess, uh, you know, Better late than never here for Wardlow. This should have been, I I mean, they had months to tell this fucking simple, yet emotional, personal, relatable story, bro. And they didn't do it. They wait wait till two weeks before the fucking pay-per-view and the match was announced tonight to give us this great story, man. If that's all it took, why wasn't it done sooner? That was fantastic and a great reason why Joe cut his hair off. For weeks, we were wondering, why did he cut his hair? Why did he cut his hair? I mean, uh, other we than got it tonight. just to embarrass him. I mean, okay, uh, but... Something but like that, such a vital part of the story. I mean, our interpretation of what happened with these two guys would have been so drastically different if we got this weeks ago. Yeah. And we got but, this tonight. This was fantastic. I love this story. It's possible they just came up with it. Maybe. It's possible they just came up with it. <laughs> I don't know. But this... this, this this makes it more interesting. It still doesn't uh, explain the the hot potatoing of the title. No, we haven't seen Darby, so I'm guessing he's you know taking a break, taking a leave. I mean, and I mean, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he wasn't injured before his last match because the last match he put on was fucking ridiculous. So if he was hurt doing all of that shit, what the fuck? So I'm assuming he wasn't hurt, but maybe he needed an impromptu time away. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out why this title is being thrown around so much. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't Darby know. Darby was the champion. If Darby isn't hurt and he needs time away, why did we give him the belt to begin with? No clue. I don't know. I'm excited about this match. Now with this little storyline wrinkle thrown into the entire situation here with Joe and, and Wardlow, um, I actually think he looks better uh, with the hair, with the ponytail. Uh, he does got a, a little bit more of a clean-up look uh, to him here. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I thought this was fantastic stuff. Very good use of Jim Ross here. Excellent storyline arch uh, between Wardlow and Samoa Joe. This should have been done weeks ago. And I mean weeks ago. 
uh, this should have been told. And uh, like I said, better late than never. So uh, yeah. they're going to wrestle for the TNT title at the pay-per-view. Wardlow's going to win the TNT title because it makes no sense to have Joe beat Wardlow again. Um, I, I, I hope that Tony Khan knows what he's doing with the TNT title. I hope that this works out for Wardlow. Uh, I don't see how this is going to get Wardlow in a better position than he was the first go-around. I feel like, yeah, I, I honestly feel like when he wins the title, it, it's going to be a situation where he's right back to where he was before he lost the championship. Like, yep. well, he hasn't even been on TV. He hasn't yep. been in front of a live audience doing anything meaningful. And you want me to feel the same way we all felt about Wardlow. I mean, it, it's it's going to be tough. It really you is. Have a, you have a lot of momentum to try to get back that he he no one's gonna give him the amount of momentum that he got getting it from MJF. No. No one. You're pushing him as a baby face. How are you gonna get more heat than getting it from MJF from anyone else? So good luck with that. He I mean, that was the iron was hot. And I don't I don't I don't know if we're gonna recapture that right now. But I mean that doesn't mean don't try. So And the next time Wardlow gets that hot, bro, we'll be against MJF. For the world title. Yep. That'll be the next time he gets hot. Because this shit ain't it. And what happens with Joe? He just goes, he, he, is he banished to Ring of Honor when he loses the TNT title? I don't want to say banished, but I want to say that he's going to be looked upon to help lead Ring of Honor. Yes. So, and that's, that's, that's what I'm expecting from Joe and Claudio. I expect them to lead the charge in Ring of Honor. I mean, they get, they got some really, really, really good young talent under these two veterans and at the prime of their careers right now, I think it's a good spot for Claudio and Joe to lead an ROH division. Um, we just got to see how it's booked and how it's presented. That's all. Bro, this is the closest we've had to any type of storyline for the TNT title since Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara or, or Cody Rhodes and Brody Lee. I yeah. mean, it's been that long. Now, what are you going to do? What is TK going to do to change the, the trajectory of the TNT title when Wardlow wins the title at Revolution? Are we going to see uh, are we going to see storyline driven championship title reign from Wardlow? I, I don't want him to go and do an open challenge because he's uh, the big bad Wardlow. I want to see stories. I don't want to see the title defended and nothing matches every fucking week. It's better. He's better than that. Like, give me something to sink my teeth into. That's our problem with the TNT title. And I know we're not the only ones that, that are complaining about that. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree, man. Yeah. You got somebody like Mark Briscoe who would be perfect for a TNT title, you know? Give me something. Mark Briscoe versus Josh Woods. Don't really care about what's going on with Star uh, Mark Sterling or Tony Nese or Aria Davari. Josh Woods is out there, part of this group. Mark Briscoe wins in six minutes with a beautiful-looking froggy bow off the top rope, and it was nothing more than getting Mark Briscoe back on TV in front of a decent crowd tonight. And then, like Jesse said, to open the show, Mark Briscoe was announced as All Elite. He's got a new fucking contract with AEW. That's the best that, news of, of the entire fucking night, to be honest with you. That is fantastic, man. I'm, 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 I feel fairly confident in saying that Mark Briscoe is being treated and compensated very well to help them, to help take care of of you know the families and the loss they've gone through and everything else, and I'm I'm just really happy for him right now. Excellent. Really happy for him. So good. Yeah. Renee Paquette interviewed Adam Cole backstage. Adam Cole looks great. Can't wait to see him back in the ring. She asked how he's been. He said that he's been great and could not be happier to be back on the road with AEW. He said he's a little discouraged though because he'd like to be cleared to wrestle. 
He says his right eye isn't twitching. He'll take the little victories when he can. His right eye isn't twitching anymore. He doesn't have to pull over in the car because he feels nauseous. So the roster is stacked, and he knows that when he does return, he has to be prepared as possible. He says he has his eye on a few opponents. Renee asked if he'd like to reveal who. He says he won't reveal that yet. But leave it to the the AEW fans to think about. He said it will be good for AEW Wrestling and himself. Um, I can't wait to see him back. Uh, I, I was hoping we get some something for him to do at Revolution, but it looks like we might not be getting that. Uh, I think it's perfectly okay for him to start something up after Revolution. Um, there are, I mean, the whole roster. I mean, you name it, MJF, John Moxley, uh, uh, Swerve, uh, Keith Lee, y- y- you name it. In the ring with Adam Cole should be a banger match, but... Um, He's not cleared yet, supposedly, Jesse. Is that is that really the case, or is it uh, just as, uh, you know, AEW is just taking some time with him to get, get plans ready in motion for him and then attack with Adam Cole after Revolution? I don't know. I think I kind of believe it, man, because um, he's been out a while. He's been out a while, and it seems like now there's like, okay, are you anywhere close to coming back? Is it so, let's get you on TV and then start getting you... Um, going in storylines because you, you you've been gone for so fucking long and people are starting to wonder and everything else. So, um, I don't know. I I think if he was ready to go, they would have brought him back and you know inserted him into the ring at the very least, get him in the ring. Yeah. The fact that he's not in a ring yet at all, I believe he's not ready yet, but he's probably close. He's probably close. Uh, I don't know how the babyface Adam Cole is going to work out. I mean, he he's incredible, so he's going to make it work regardless. Uh, I hope that it doesn't um, that it doesn't get too offensively cheesy. Like I don't want to see uh, you know, hey, a good guy Adam Cole, and he's fucking taking pictures and shaking hands with fucking grandmas and kids and all this other shit. Just, uh, don't change anything about Adam Cole. Just send them out there and have people love him because he came back from what could have been a career-ending injury. I, I, I wouldn't change anything drastically about Adam Cole's presentation. Um, he is though. He does have the unbelievable potential to be the guy eventually mm-hmm. to take the belt off of MJF when that time comes. So, yeah, I mean, he, that's going to be a long time. I mean, I, I'm looking at, I'm looking at a Roman reigns like reign for MJF. We're not, we're not talking about, if you want MJF to lose the title, I mean, you should out of luck. He ain't losing that fucking title for, for the rest yeah. of the year. Uh, but Jesse, he could be the baby face that does take that title off of MJF. That would be a tremendous program. What do you do with Adam Cole in the meantime? You get him some in ring work. You get him some smaller feuds to start off with. I, I say, have him, go after the TNT title and have some credibility brought back to that title through Adam Cole. That, that, that's my plan of attack with uh, Bebe. Yeah. Um, one thing I am, I guess, a little bit concerned about as far as, you know, given, you know, given um, the keys to the kingdom to Adam Cole is, is um, his injuries, his, his concussions, you know. Um, I know he's going to be cleared soon, you know, hopefully, but how, how well is he? You know, I mean, and and the thing is, we're nowhere near taking that title off of MJF, like you just said. No. So, um, maybe we'll find out in due time. But um, I'm just ho- I'm just hoping that this is not something that they're concerned about going forward, and that could be the the caution that they're taking with with Adam Cole right now. I mean, I don't think this guy is talking out of his ass. He's talking about things like his eye not operating correctly. I mean, these are major, major, major fucking CTE signs, dude. And that's not what we want for Adam Cole. So um, I just want to make sure that he's ready to go 
and that he that he can make a full recovery and continue on the way that only he can because I don't think Adam Cole can go out there and half-ass it in the ring. No. No, so, so we'll keep an eye on that. I mean, Brian Danielson's another opponent. Kenny Omega's another opponent. Yeah. Um, Malachi, and you you name it. I mean, anybody that's in there with Adam Cole is going to be a banger match. Uh, it's just what he does. But uh, I, just got a t- I just got a tweet. Um, someone said that, and maybe you caught this. I don't know if we even haven't gotten to it yet, but the, the House of Black yes. image was, okay, you caught that? Okay. Yes, we, yes, I did get uh, ticked, uh, tipped off on that. Uh, I did see yeah. it. I, I, it was so quick that uh, uh, I did not see it live, but I did see something pop up when the elite were talking to AR Fox and Top Flight. But yes, it, is, it, it is the House of Black uh, teasing something with the elite, yes. Yeah, I, I definitely saw it too. I just didn't, I didn't feel like stopping my live feed to go back and pinpoint it. So. Yeah. But yeah, I did see, I saw something happen. I'm like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm not going back. So MJF, you know, he was uh, contractually obligated to appear in uh, in Texas tonight in El Paso. So MJF is out there and um, MJF split screen picture in picture is fucking comedy gold. I mean, this guy was out there. He spit his gum on somebody, threw, threw his gum on somebody. And then he walks down the ramp and he, he has some girlfriend uh, of a dude kiss him on the cheek, and then he gives some. Then he gives the guy, the, the boyfriend, the middle finger. Then he goes over and uh, he is pretending like he's going to take a selfie with somebody, and he takes the guy's phone and throws it away. Uh, that would that, that would have pissed me the fuck off. Uh, and then he goes to somebody further down where uh, where the I guess the timekeeper is, and he takes somebody's beer and throws it in their face. He's just it's, trolling the whole he's just he's just know. trashing everybody. <laughs> I mean, I take I take two hours of MJF just fucking trashing people around ringside. It's fucking great. This guy great. has to have he has to have head of security follow him around the fucking ringside because he's just fucking pissing off everybody as he goes by. And, and the fucked up thing is, people love it. It's they so love good. it. There's not one of these fucking geeks out there that had any problem. Even the guy that took, uh, wanted to take the picture with his phone. I mean, I, I would have been fucking fuming. <laughs> fucking twelve hundred dollar phone. You're gonna fucking toss my phone away? It's Holy so shit! Good. It's so good. Anyway, uh, MJF's in the ring. Obviously, he's got a microphone. He's talking about Danielson. He said the fans love Danielson, and you have no idea how much that pisses me off. So the fans used to love him not too long ago. These schmucks used to be devil worshippers. He says now they're disgusting, fickle monsters. He said he turns his back on them before they had a chance to turn their backs on him. He said at least he's honest about being the devil. So fans are chanting, shut the fuck up. He did not acknowledge them. He uh, (laughs) spoke loudly over the shut the fuck up chants. MJF said they love who they think Danielson is, but in real life, Danielson is a worthless sack of trash. He said he hates him for another reason. He said he hates him because he has people convinced that he's better than MJF. Fans start chanting, yes, yes, yes. That couldn't be further from the truth. He asked if it's because he entertains them the best or does cool moves or puts on five-star bangers, he said. He said that's not why they get into the business. So the reason they get into the business is to become the world champion. So the only way you know you're the best in the world is if you're holding the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. He said that's something Danielson has never been able to accomplish. He says he knows that on March 5th, Danielson will give him everything he's got for an hour and put him through the hardest match of his life. He vowed to be victorious in the end, though. 
He said Danielson doesn't have what it takes to win this Iron Man match. When he began saying his name and fans said it along with him, he stopped and yelled. Uh, he wanted to do his catchphrase, I'm MJF and I'm better than you and blah, blah, blah. This isn't sing along with MJF, shut your mouths. <laughs> and then he takes the, the catchphrase and kind of speeds through it so they don't, they don't chant it. MJF says if they don't believe him, maybe they'll believe a man who was a mentor to Brian. And out comes the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. He walks out, and uh, Daniels and his ring of honor ties are very, very thick, especially with Danielson. So he's out there. MJF asked Christopher Daniels to reveal the truth about Brian Danielson. He said, the truth is, says Christopher Daniels, MJF, and he pulls out an envelope, MJF paid him an obscene amount of money to shit all over Danielson on TV. He said MJF paid him. MJF was seething at uh, Christopher Daniels basically blowing his spot. Daniels said there was a time he would have happily taken this money and buried Danielson for hours. He said that's not who he is now. He's a changed man. He said the truth is Brian Danielson is ready to knock your dick into the dirt. And the Tony Schiavone is laughing up on commentary. He said 20-year-old Brian Danielson hit him so hard he thought he was going to die. He said he knew Danielson would be great. Danielson won the APW King of the Indies tournament, which directly inspired Ring of Honor as a promotion. So Ring of Honor brought real pro wrestling to a fan base starving for it at the time. And he compared it to when AEW launched four years ago. Without Ring of Honor, there might not be an AEW, and there certainly wouldn't be an MJF. He shared locker rooms with Danielson all over the planet, and he was always a sponge when it came to pro wrestling. He said he tried to learn new things with every match he had until he became a world champion. And he did become a world champion, he told MJF. He said, Danielson knows what it takes to become a world champion, and that's why people love him. And that's why you hate him, Max. He is exactly what MJF wishes he could be. He is the best wrestler in the world today. MJF is a fraud, and Danielson will out-wrestle and expose you. MJF then knocked the microphone out of his hand, shoved him. MJF got riled up. Daniels then slapped MJF in the face, and then MJF does what he does best and kicks Christopher Daniels right in the nuts. And then he applied the salt of the earth, uh, basically making him tap out in the middle of the ring. Danielson ran out and MJF bailed and retreated up the ramp. Uh, this was great stuff. Uh, I love the Christopher Daniels tie-in here. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I think I'm ready for the Iron Man match, bro. 60 minutes, going to be a fucking classic, going to be a clinic. Uh, all, all of this is basically uh, AW kind of keeping the wheels turning here. We know how great MJF is. We know how great Brian is. I'm just ready for it. I really am. Yeah, man. Soon as soon as Christopher Daniels' music hit, I knew this wasn't going to end well for him. No. <laughs> I, knew, I knew he was going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> sure shit, dude. <laughs> so um, this should be good, man. It, it's it. I, I, I see the story they're trying to tell here. They're, they're trying to tell the story of MJF is lethal on the microphone, but he can be just as deadly in the ring. So we're going to put him in the Iron Man match with Brian Danielson. Okay. Let's see your champion go out there and do it, man. I, I'm, I'm highly interested. Let's see what he can do. 60 minutes is a long time. Is everybody yep. going to be invested in a 60-minute Iron Man match? Oh, I am. I'm, I can't wait for this. I'm going to have my fucking microscope out. I'm going to dissect this thing, man. Everybody's going to be like, oh, MJF is boring. All right. Well, let's see what he does in 60 minutes. If he's boring to you in 60 minutes and if he's a 
terrible pro wrestler in 60 minutes. Uh, I mean, maybe you're watching a different fucking show than me and Jesse are. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I, nobody has bad matches with Brian Danielson. No. Nobody. I mean, Brian no, Danielson can have a fucking five-star match with the Macy's uh, Victoria's Secret model. I mean, give me a fucking break. That's wrong. I can have a good match with the Victoria's Secret. <laughs> Mannequin. Mannequin. Yeah. No go. real model. You know what I meant. This is going to be yeah. a great match. I, I can't wait to see what happens at Revolution. I mean, what I'm curious about is um, the Iron Man match, obviously the most pinfalls in the match wins. Uh, are they going to go the traditional route in these Iron Man matches and take it all the way 0-0 zero, zero up until the end? That's what I want to know. Are we going to get traditional. any... The traditional is they start going... The traditional matches, they can get pinfalls in the first five minutes because of a DQ or this is net, and then the last... The, I can't. I think the last Iron Man match I saw that went zero zero was Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Yes, that was it. Every other, I, I, any other main event match, 20, 30 minutes. There's one fall at the end. All of a sudden, the Iron Man match, we get thirty seven falls in the first ten minutes. What did I, uh, I, What did Brian and, and Adam Page do? Were they Were they tied like one one when they went into the uh, sixty minute draw? It was a tie. Okay, it was a, it was a, it was a tie. I definitely know that. I mean, we haven't had an Iron Man match with one. One pinfall in quite some time. It's going to be interesting. That's the toughest part of that thing. How are they going to lay that shit out? Yeah. I can't wait, man. It should be a good one. What Dealing with a heel like MJF, I'm expecting DQs. He's going to go get a chair, murder Brian, get cost, you know, one fall, but then use it. Oh, he's smart because now he's injured, Brian. That's what they always typically do. So I want to see how they do this. Jungle Boy. He went one-on-one with Brian Cage. This was a rematch from Winter is Coming back in December, on December 14th, I believe. Brian Cage continues to uh, put on some very good matches. I I wonder what's going on with his contract status. We haven't heard anything yet coming out of uh, the camp of Brian Cage, if he's staying or going. Jungle Boy's always great. Um, I actually enjoyed their Winter is Coming match a little bit better than uh, what they did tonight. Uh, Most of this took place in the picture-in-picture. Uh, Cage bridged out of a pin by Jungle Boy. Uh, He gets back up. Buckle bombs Jungle Boy. Hits an F5. Cage tried to suplex to the floor, but uh, Jungle Boy hung him in the ropes with a double stomp and a top rope splash for two. Cage uh, started powering up, and he was nailed with a crucifix bomb, a thrust kick, and then a roll-up, and that gave Jungle Boy the victory here. In a decent little TV match here against Brian Cage. Gets the victory again over Cage. Uh, As Jungle Boy was walking up the ramp, he was signaling around his waist for championship gold. Because that's the reason he's uh, going single. He left hook. No more hook tag team. He wants singles gold. And then all of a sudden, Christian Cage returned on the stage with his arm in a sling. Jack Perry was shocked to see Christian Cage tonight. And he tried to advance Christian on the stage if he was going to beat him up. And all of a sudden, Christian Cage maced Jungle Boy in the face, sprayed him with mace in the eyes. Uh, Cage then took off his sling, and he's all healed, hit the kill switch on the ramp, and said he wasn't done with Jack Perry yet. I love this. I'm so happy to see Christian Cage back. He is a heat magnet, and we can finally tie up these loose ends here. Get Jungle Boy on the pay-per-view. I think that's going to be a great match. Uh, I know uh, that we're headed for a match where it happens. Maybe the pay-per-view, like Jesse said, maybe the pre-show. We don't know, but 
I'm looking forward to it. And I'm glad Christian Cage is back. I've missed him. I, I think the show missed him. I think he's very good at what he does. Should be good. Should be good. Um, don't know what Luchasaurus is. He didn't come out with uh, with Cage. No. So let's see where he lands in that. Now, I am expecting Luchasaurus and, and Jungle Boy to end up back together, you know, sometime relatively soon this year. Um, because that 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 is that is just the money combo. But we gotta give this, we gotta give this run a chance. We haven't gotten a chance for it to get going because of um Cage's injury. Yep. So um I want to see them get a good feud in out of it, you know, get a good run and, and everything. But um I'm I'm expecting Jurassic Express to get back together but uh, sometime this year. I hope so. Uh, I miss I, I miss Luchasaurus. I think Luchasaurus is uh uh, a very great asset for the for the AEW brand. Uh, I don't know where he is. We haven't heard anything. No no indication if he's hurt, if he uh, has taken a, a sabbatical for any personal reason. We we don't know. He, he's just off the yeah. show. So uh, hopefully he someone comes says, back. Someone says lawsuit over the mask. Is he? Oh, um, maybe mask? I did I did hear something about that. Yeah. Um. I guess that's uh that's a very good reason why he could be off TV. I don't know. Get a get a new mask. That's that sucks. Well, that shouldn't be too hard to do, but still, I mean, we'll we'll see where they go with it. I do like his heel work, though. I mean, you want to yeah. see them back together. I want to see. I, I want to first. I want to see more of this of this run of, of a heel run yeah. for Luchasaurus. I mean, uh, uh, first and foremost. But at the end of it all, I want to see them get back together. Yeah. Moving on here, we got uh, the tag team battle royal was announced for the pay per view. Uh, I uh, I stand my ground on that. I would prefer to see a two on two rematch than a four way at Revolution. I just feel like uh, Tony Khan is just trying to get everybody on the show. Uh, sometimes it doesn't need to be that way, but like Jesse said, he made a fair point. We'll see how it plays out. We don't know what they have planned for that. We may end up getting the same result that we had talked about last week with Gunn turning heel and joining his sons again. Uh, and this may be uh, an easier way for them to do that with more teams involved. So we will see. But that fatal four-way is going to happen. And uh, there will be a tag team battle royal and then a casino battle royal. And the winners will get added to the tag team match with the Guns and the Acclaimed. Adam Page, um, they showed the clip of uh, the Butcher, the Blade, and Sabian attacking him again. Uh, they are up next. But before that, we got the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Don Callis with Michael Nakazawa talking about NBA All-Star Weekend in Utah. Uh, top Flight and A.R. Fox walked up X for a rematch after that great match last week. Callis said that they lost, so no. Get to the back of the line. Dante Martin said they apparently like to play with balls, but they actually don't have any of their own. Kenny Omega says they want to disrespect them, then they've got the rematch. He asked the Bucks, and they agreed. Matt Jackson threw the basketball Brandon Cutler, who was filming... And that's the way the segment came to a close. I have no problem seeing this uh, again. But um, during this segment, we got a little flash of uh, some House of Black, uh, you know, I guess, still images or some uh, grainy images of the House of Black. So it looks like they are indeed setting up the Elite versus the House of Black. Uh, I just hope that they don't do it for the pay-per-view because it needs time to marinate. You know, I would have I done this match... Top flight and AR Fox against the Elite at the pay-per-view. If you want to get them on the pay-per-view instead of doing it on fucking Rampage again, uh, I, I hope to God that they don't do the, the House of Black versus the Elite at the pay-per-view, Jesse. I really think that's way too soon. It is, it is too soon. But you know they're going to do it. Yeah, probably, man. I'm, I'm with, I can't think of a good reason to do it this soon. I really can't. I mean, it, they had plenty of time to build towards it, but they, they didn't. 
Again, the ever so important question of why. If you're going to do it at the pay-per-view, then we need to see something happen on Rampage. It might have already been filmed. Uh, We need to know why the House of Black are targeting the elite. Do we know why? Has there been a reason why? Has Black said something? Has Brody King said something? Is there any explanation at all? They really don't need a reason because they're the trio's champions. No, there has to be a reason. Why are you targeting them? Because we want to be fucking trios champions. But there has to be a storyline reason. Like I, I, like, I, we know that the matches are going to be fantastic. We know any mixture of these men in the ring together is going to be fantastic. Why? You got to give right. me a better reason than oh yeah, they're the tag team champions and we want our shot. Could be. They, they got a few different things they can go with it. Um, the elite is the is the status quo of AEW, and you know. Just like you know, House of Black, it's it was it's within their mantra to want to you know disrupt the, you know the status quo and you know everything that's good about AEW. They can come up with something, and it's and they are the fucking champions. So whatever reason they come up with to want to take the titles from them, could easily flow. And if we so, do the match at the pay per view, so soon, uh, the elite are not losing the titles. Yeah, no, no. If you, I mean. I keep saying no, not at the pay-per-view, but the way shit goes these days, they'll do it at the pay-per-view, and then they'll do it a week after the pay-per-view, and they'll do it six, seven more times, and people will love it because it's a series. Like, I don't want to see the same match six or seven times again, man. No. I'll take Buddy Matthews versus Kenny Omega. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a Malachi Black versus Kenny guys. Omega. Yeah. I'll take a Bucks versus Brody King and, and Buddy Matthews. You know, yes. Uh, that should be the lick right there. I would I would love to see House of Black actually split into tag teams and and um and Malachi going for the world title on some level. Something. Something way mean, too long. Yeah, it is. They need to be pushed big time. Adam Page versus Kip Sabian. This went about eight minutes. I mean, this was I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't care. I mean, I I, I genuinely I, I mean Kip's got a great look. I think his look is very cool, very slick. But I just I can't bring myself to care about Kip Sabian, and I don't I don't know who does. He got really no heat in this match at all. Adam Page was obviously very over here. Hangman was being beaten down. He made a comeback after a commercial break, landed a power bomb for a uh, near fall, and this basically uh, was Hangman landing a dead eye for the win, and that was basically it. After the match was over, this is the big story of the match. Moxley, Claudio, and Yuta came out to the ring. Moxley told Hangman that he thinks that they have unfinished business, but they don't because he pinned him last time they wrestled. He says he respects him, but he doesn't fear him. He said there is no chance he will ever, ever beat him again, so let it go, he said said to Adam Page. Hangman says he's not happy with the results of their last match. Moxley isn't either. He said their rivalry can't end with a roll-up. Isn't that the, the truth? Yeah, right. He said it should end when two men fight in a back alley and only one of them is left standing. I thought we were going to get a last man standing match here. Moxley then uh, was challenged by Page to finish things at Revolution. Mox says he was kind of hoping he'd want to go down a dark, dark alley with him. He says he is glad he doesn't have any friends who would try to talk him out of this. The emo cowboy doesn't have any friends, says John Moxley. All of a sudden, Evil Uno... John Silver and Alex Reynolds walk to the ring. He says that they are, Evil Uno said, they are friends with Hangman and they aren't afraid of John Moxley. Then he gets in Moxley's face and he kind of pie faces John Moxley. Moxley looked 
past Evil Uno and basically ignored him and challenged Hangman at Revolution to a Texas death match one-on-one. And that was made official by Tony Context, Texas death match Moxley versus Adam Page. Hopefully the last match in this series. Uh, sounds like uh, another reason for Moxley to bleed on March 5th, but uh, I guess you kind of expected that anyway. Next week, we're getting Evil Uno versus John Moxley on Dynamite. Um, I mean, Evil Uno versus Moxley sounds pretty intriguing. Uh, I think Uno is very underrated, um, but they really kind of made the Dark Order here, bro. I was kind of confused about Adam Page and his kind of, his attitude towards the Dark Order. He's kind of brushing them off like he didn't even want them out there. Now, what would you think about that? What, what, did, what did you surmise from that little scenario there? No, it's 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 all um, canon to what they've inter- how they've interacted with him on on dark, and like well not dark I'm sorry on BTE. I mean he, it, they're they're fine they're cool you know you know Hangman and Dark Order but he he asked that he goes out at this alone and they kept saying I don't know we have your back we have your back and um, I don't think anything's gonna come from it as far as heat with with Hangman and the Dark Order. I, I think they're going to leave them pretty much bonded together and unless they're ready to turn Hangman straight up heel, then he can always go heel on the Dark Order and that would go over pretty well. But, um, yeah, it, 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 again, I wasn't shocked by any of it. It's pretty powerful, of course, from what from the interactions on, on BTE as of late. So, Yeah, I, I feel like the Dark Order, I mean, they're, they're so irrelevant. Uh, I, I feel like them kind yeah. of interjecting into the page situation, especially with somebody as serious as Mox, he just kind of, kind of brings him down uh, i mean they really haven't had a factor on tv at all or haven't been a factor on tv at all so to see yeah. them out there now it's like you know I, I get it we've seen it in the past but i mean are they really needed here like you said it's just you know a little bridge between moxley and page to get a match out of uno you know beat up uh, uno for a little bit kind of get more heat on the match but uh, I, I did like the fact that that adam page because this is very logical and, and Anybody would want this to be the case. I don't want this shit to end on a fucking roll-up. You know, I, I want us to beat the shit out of each other and come to a real conclusion here. Yeah, no, I agree. I still see a lot of mutual respect Yeah, between Moxley and Hangman, so I'm still wondering if this is going to end in some kind of collaboration on on some front. Uh, you did bring it, You didn't bring up the fact that I think it was you, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, uh, Adam Page joining the Blackpool Combat Club? Yeah, possibility, man possibility and we get the black and, and, and this leads the blackpool combat club against the elite at some point later in the year it's very very possible man i mean they let's see where they go because if if, if roh is starting up soon then i would expect to see claudio leave aew full-time and brian's not in the blackpool combat club maybe we get hangman in there at some yeah. level. we'll see and we shall see Man, I miss Stu Grayson, man. Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. I, I still, I, I, they were a great fucking tag team. The Dark Order was was. They were was, legit. They were whole. They were they yeah. were whole and perfectly fine for the mid card the way they were, and it just, just plummeted. Nothing going on there. Anna J. Where's Anna J. Where's Tay Mello? I don't know. Maybe with maybe with Sammy in Brazil. Who knows? Is, is, is Sam, oh, Sammy is gone. No, we saw Sammy. Nothing. Yeah, we just yeah saw we saw Sammy, Sammy last week, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, who yeah, knows? So. Who knows what they're doing? Um, Jericho Appreciation Society. Speaking of them, Chris Jericho said Ricky Stark got lucky once, but that will never happen again because he's not at his level. Daniel Garcia said, listen, you ain't getting a match with Jericho, but you got a match with me on Friday, Rampage. He's going to prove it's not his time. 
Matt Menard and Angela Parker in the background. Matt Menard is making these funny faces and he's like fucking foaming at the mouth. So You're good. delusional! <laughs> Love that guy. Chewing gum like he's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> You're delusional! And you got so fucking uh, Parker over there fucking combing his hair. I mean, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I, why, why are they not on TV more? I don't know, man. I'd love they to see that. Man. I'd love to see them mixed up uh, in something, man. They, they're just fucking entertaining as shit. Um, so uh, they're there. Agreed that Starks is absolutely annoying and delusional. Jake Hager chimed in. I like this hat, he says. It's all he said. <laughs> Sammy Guevara nod, nodded in the background, and Garcia said he'll expose Starks as an absolute fraud. That's the way the segment came to a close. Uh, we're getting Jericho versus Starks at the pay-per-view. You could probably add that to the list of matches that we got. But um, I feel like it's lost some steam, bro. Uh, I feel like it's lost some steam. And uh, Ricky Starks was not on the show tonight. I don't know what they're going to do to reignite it, but we've seen Starks beat Jericho once. Is it going to have the same effect twice at the pay-per-view? Yeah, I don't know. They're probably going to screw him over at the pay-per-view, though. Probably. Um Let's see where it goes. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The, the Starks has kind of, you know, I want to say fallen off. But, I mean, because. No, I don't want to say fallen off. I wouldn't say fallen off. Wouldn't say fall a, off. a little too harsh. But, it, yeah, yeah that, that's it's too soon for that. But, I mean, it just, I think the two hours of TV a week, of live TV a week, is just so detrimental to so many of the different pushes and things like that. Because it it doesn't take long for something to hit the to hit the line of, like, wait, what happened to this? I thought we were, you know, what happened to this guy? Starks came out right away after he lost, you know, to MJF and said, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be back. I'm going to hit it hard. And the fans are behind him. From that moment on, I think we should be seeing Starks every fucking week. Yeah. I mean, everybody can't get that treatment, but the guys that you are trying to get actual momentum to, Starks needs to be on TV every week. Yeah. To continue that run. It can't work for everybody, but you got to pinpoint and focus your, your pushes and, Starks is your next guy. He's your next top guy. You got to build him up. You got to keep him going at all times. That makes my nipples hard. <laughs> you got to love Matt Menard, man. You got more Matt Menard on TV. More daddy magic on TV is what I say. Yeah. What did I just say? I want to see I want to see more Starks. More Starks. Build him up. What a treehouse say? Jesse is a black cloud. I don't see anything that you said there yeah. that uh, is a black cloud all over. This is, this is over why I want to 86 this chat every fucking week. Fuck you guys talking about black cloud. Sometimes Jesse's a black cloud, not going to lie. LOL. See what I mean? What did he say that's a black cloud? I mean, fucking fickle. Nah, see facts I mean? on that. You're like Conan, Treehouse. You're see like Conan, I mean? backtracking. Don't be like Conan. Nobody wants to be like Conan. God. Tell us what you think, Jesse, and be honest. Okay, I think this. He's a black cloud. Jesse's more reliable than Disco Inferno. I mean, there you go. I mean, these people, I mean. Jesse hasn't stepped foot in the fucking wrestling ring ever, period. <laughs> I, know, I know nothing. You're a black cloud. But if I sat here and stayed positive and everything, I'd be called a, 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 a dick licker. I can't, can't, win, can't, can't fucking win. Can't win. Can't win with these people. Can't win. We got Rampage, uh, Excalibur went through the lineup for Rampage. We got uh, Ricky Starks versus Daniel Garcia, the Elite versus Top Flight and AR Fox, Jade Cargill versus Vert Vixen, whoever that is. I'm sure I'll, uh, I'll, I'll uh, skip that one when it's on. Swerve Strickland versus The Natural, Dustin Rhodes. I mean, man, uh, where's Swerve at? 
He figured we were going with Swerve and Keith Lee at the pay-per-view, bro. Swerve's got nothing. He's fucking over here wrestling uh, dusty old dinosaurs. Is he hurt? I don't know. I don't know. He don't is know. on TV, so they're not they're not off on a honeymoon or some shit. Well, listen, man, he may be better off in Shiro. God. Tell you, man, this this uh, this mother's basement. I don't know what the fuck they're doing now. They with this fucking yeah. reverb and echo in the in the venue. I don't know. Um, I want uh, I want Karrion Cross is not happy in his return either. And Karrion Cross ain't happy. I don't. Know I don't what know what the fuck there's. I mean, Karrion Cross is not happy, man. I said it a while ago. A while ago. This this guy this this guy can't work, man. I'm sorry, Karrion Cross just cannot go in the ring. You don't have to be phenomenal. You don't have to be a five star. But for his look, for his presentation, for everything that he is, for what he gives us in a match, it's just not it, it's not worth it, man. That's why it is not going anywhere. I've said this a long time ago. I'm gonna stick to it. The guy really can't fucking wrestle, man. He might be better off in a faction where he's not the lead. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it it's it's just not there for him. Adam Cole really, really, really was 100 percent on point with everything he said about about carrying cross. That makes you, you think. Look, you get the look. You got the girl. You got this. They're trying to make you look great, and basically, you suck in the ring. I don't need none of that shit. Ring the bell for me. I, He's I right, know. man. He's right. The guy I, I is gave, I've said my piece on Cross. I have no. I'm a, I'm a fan of Cross. I, I want him to succeed, but. I mean, if he's not happy, uh, I mean, you, you may have to go back to the drawing board there. I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And this guy came Triple in, H. the house on fire. He, he challenged Roman Reigns right away. They put him in a feud with Drew McIntyre. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like I said, he in the ring. It's just not that. I mean, you don't have to be. I mean, you can be a brawler and be excellent in the ring, you know. And, and he should be a brawler type. He's not. He have, he's not a high flyer or a five star general. But his brawl, his his match, his style is just not that interesting, man. It's just no, I, I, I agree with that. And the fact that he got eliminated in the Royal Rumble in like 90 seconds, I mean, that doesn't really bode well for you either. No, I mean. Triple H can see it. Triple H sees it. That's why, I mean, who's he complaining to now? I mean, Triple H is booking him. You know, it's it's just not translating well to the main roster. It's really not. Or, or either that or Vince McMahon's damage to him was, you know, irreversible. That that could certainly be part of it. Uh, I would yeah. not uh, I would not doubt that at all. I mean, Vince McMahon's fucking damage is uh, everlasting. That fucking so. mask and everything else. And fucking looks like a goddamn uh, Ninja Turtle comic book character. I mean, holy it's, fucking yeah, shit. It's, uh, it's all fucked up. It's like it, Bruce Pritchard fucking uh, dreamed that mask and couldn't wait to get to the office on uh, on the next day on Monday. Hey, Vince, I got this. I got this yeah. for carrying. Oh, that's yeah, a great idea, doing- Bruce. But they're doing nothing with him right now. He's sitting there trying to keep Rey Mysterio warm for Dominic at WrestleMania. What is Cross? What are, what are what are the plans for Cross and Scarlet? Nothing. I couldn't tell you. Put him back in NXT, man. Cross may not I, even be at WrestleMania in a, in a meaningful match. I would get rid of this Jinder Mahal bullshit. Get Cross back in NXT and feud him with Braun Breaker. Try that. Jinder Mahal is wrestling Braun Breaker next week for the NXT title. What the fuck? What What in the holiest of fucks happened to that show? What are we doing? Seriously, what what the fuck? And you got got people in the community. Oh, my God. I can't wait. What's so bad about that? It's going to make Braun Breaker look good. What the fuck are you talking about? 
What the I don't know what the fuck you guys were watching last night. I was watching that shit. People were booing Braun, uh, Braun Breaker. People yeah. were cheering for Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal wrestling developmental talent. Jinder Mahal's been a fucking loser for years. What good yeah. is he going to do, Braun Breaker? Nothing. Jinder has never The fact that they call him anything. a WWE champ, former WWE champion, is, it pisses me off. Because it makes the championship that Roman Reigns is holding look like shit when you mention his name to it. Jinder had that. Jinder had the championship that Roman Reigns is holding. Just think about that for a second. Really? I don't he see a problem that. with it, says the geeks in my fucking... I'm, you don't see a problem with Jinder Mahal on television? Why are you defending Jinder Mahal? He was bad. He was really, really One of the worst WWE champions of all time is Jinder Mahal. He must yeah. killed SmackDown. Yeah, that was bad. And they tried so hard to push it and make it a thing. That was it, though. It got worse every time. Braun Breaker should have been called up to the main roster six months ago. Here we are. I was wrestling Jinder Mahal on Tuesday night. Oh, my God. You know what happened to NXT? Shawn Michaels happened to NXT. Get him out. What an awful fucking program. Yeah, it's bad, man. Tony Schiavone, he interviewed Stokely Hathaway. That's my rant. Uh, Stokely Hathaway um, said Hook should be fired for hurting him. Said he spent his weekend on the phone with Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, and Jesse Davis. <laughs> Ethan Page said Matt Hardy, you know, uh, or Ethan Page and Matt Hardy, where he was last week, um, he asked. Isaiah Cassidy moaned in Stokely's ear. Shivani said he was informed Hook had been suspended pending an investigation. Stokely was happy. <laughs> Hook was suspended. Hook gets suspended. There you go. Again. For how long? Nobody knows. Again, Nobody who, knows. Cares? who cares? When's who this cares? next match? I'm surprised to spit it to that next get, match. Get rid of this. This this Nat Hardy fucking firm nonsense. What a waste. Yeah, what a waste. Bad. They wasted a whole ladder match on this fucking group, and where are they now? It's bad. It's bad. Yo, where's Big Bill is what I want to know. Oh, he was on Dark the uh, this week. Big he Bill. Had a match. He had a match, came out as Big Bill. The crowd went mild. It was... I'm sorry, man. I, look, I'm happy that William Morrissey is in a better place. He looks phenomenal. He looks great. He needs a better gimmick. He needs a better name. He needs a better crew. Uh, Stokely Hathaway needs to be doing something entirely different. Hell, hell, I, I would, I would rather try Stokely and Bill just those two. Fine, let 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 Stokely manage just. Bill and my God changed his fucking name. And maybe that will work because Bill needs a mouthpiece anyway. But this shit that this, with the firm and Stokely Hathaway is trash. It's going nowhere. No one likes it. Stop it. End it. it, it it's it's one of those signings where I know why Tony Khan did it, but at the same time, I, I don't know why he did it. Like big uh Marcy would be better off in, in WWE. Yes. Honestly. Yes. He he'd be he'd be he'd be especially on the Triple H, he'd be booked like a fucking beast. Yes, yes, um, I, I 100% agree. He is more of a sports entertainment type guy. Yeah. I mean, that size and the way that, that WWE style, it works for him. I mean, Enzo is on MLW TV. There should be no reason why they can't bring Enzo over at some point and, and get these guys back together. I mean, that would be that would be fucking great. I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's... it's- it's it's just not there. And Big Bill, that that's no one is gonna get behind and want to go root or boo or even care about a guy named Big Bill. No, 
Now, Big Bill, Big Bill is somebody that uh, is destined to be dark forever. Yes. Ruby Soho, Tony Storm, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Hi, hi Britt. How, how you doing, Britt? So great to see you, Britt, in the main event. Awesome. Really excited about this storyline. Yeah, what, um, what, what have I been saying now? That, that things are coming around? Britney's a team player now? What happened at the end of this one? Team player? Team player. Ruby Soho. Getting a little bit of a bump. Getting a little bit of a nod. Getting to pin the queen of AEW. And people don't think that there's any kind of change. This, okay. is, this is fucking change, man. This is Britney being a team player. So I'll stand behind everything I've been saying for the last few weeks. I mean, she is now helping others get over. Britt Baker is over, man. She's fucking over. She can take an L, and someone beating her means something, and this will help Ruby Soho. So I like this. You know what I'd like to see change? The, the fact that they got Tony Storm and Soraya spray-painting people. Oh, my God. They, 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 they attacked a fan, quote-unquote, a plant, at ringside oh. holding up a Britt Baker sign, and they were about to spray-paint her, but Soho's entrance put a stop to that, and... Uh, I'm not liking this NWO-esque, uh, let's spray paint L's on everybody because we're the no. outsiders in the AEW women's division. No, you're not the outsiders. You're not, this is this is not even the same thing as Hall and Nash becoming the outsiders. They were never revealed no. as WCW contracted employees when they first made their splash onto the scene. And I honestly think if you're going to rehash something about the NWO, this is not it. No, I, I, don't I mean, like we it. see this enough with the too sweet. We see this enough with the suck it. I mean, why, why, why are we taking that? Why, why do we have people getting spray painted? So fucking no, I, cheesy. I, I, I don't like it. I, I know at one point I said, hey, you know, it's something different for the women to do that don't involve the title. But now after a few weeks of this, it's, it's just not feeling more. It, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. We gotta do something else. I don't know. I don't know what the goal of this storyline is. I don't know if it's to bring was, in Mercedes. That was my next question to you. I mean, did we? I mean, we we, we kind of see where it's going, but I don't want to have to fucking piece the puzzle together. I'd like to be told about where this is going. Has Soraya and Tony Storm even said why they are now against the AEW OGs? Like, what is their per? Why? Why? There's that question again. Why are they doing what they're doing? Like, what is their what is their mission here? I think they said it somewhere. I think they 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 said that they're that they're they think that they run this and they think that they can hold the new. This is the, my the house. Back, yeah. This is my house. And okay, why it why is it why is it your house? Like, what what makes it your house? Did you install one of them uh, ring fucking doorbell cams? Like, so at, why? at the end of the day, if so, if I'm gonna say if I'm gonna be critical, then I'm gonna you know ex give the detail as to why. It's not believable. Like, I don't believe anything that Soraya and Tony Storm are saying or doing out there. I don't believe that they believe it. They don't come off as believable heels. I'm not buying it. They just seem so choreographed and, and genuine. It, it does not feel like that they are into it as heels. There's no intensity there. No. There's no, no. anger. There's no, there's I, no, there's no, uh, you know, I, I I don't know what they may have said something and maybe I missed it, but there's no reason why I need I need something substantial to to sink my teeth into here as why you are acting this way. And, and like yeah. you said, Jesse, I don't really feel like I don't really feel like they are being portrayed in a believable role. Yeah, no, it it, it it's not coming off as very genuine. It, it's really not. 
Um, if where's Sheeta? Yeah, where's she? I don't know how we. I'm, I'm trying to figure how do we improve it, as opposed to just be like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it, and I don't. I'm not sure how to improve it because I'm like I said, we they tried this in WWE. Now the same thing here. Tony Storm is just gotta be one of the most unbelievable heels I've ever seen. She's great as a baby face. She's great as a baby face. I'd rather her stay there because as a heel, it doesn't feel like that she believes her gimmick does not come off as someone that that is genuinely, you know, an asshole like that. Like it's like she's she's just doing it because the script says so. It does not feel like that she's selling it enough. Yeah. So I mean, and and Paige, um, or Soraya, sorry. I mean, I hope this signing pays off at the end of the day. For right now, though, is it doesn't seem like it's moving very much, though. No, she hasn't really done much of anything. No. And the chat's saying she is hurt. Where did she get hurt? She is hurt? Oh, no. No. Did That's they replace Soho with Sheeta? Oh, Sheeta rather with Soho? I don't know. And uh, uh, Statlander should be back soon. No? Any news on Stat? Nothing. I don't see anything. I mean, it, it just, it, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm intrigued about where it could go, the possibilities of where it could go. Does this lead to Mercedes coming? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say, you know, yes or no on that because we don't really know. We don't I mean, know. But there's got to be something that ignites this fucking shit that gets us to a point where it's actually supposed to be inside a blood and guts, which I think is the case. And right yeah. now I'm not feeling that at all. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're just trying to figure out why there's this there's this new school versus old school type deal going on. Like, like what is the purpose of it? And it just feels like it's to get us to Mercedes, someone else who comes in new. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, I mean, whatever, great. Just get her in, you know. But at the end of the day, where are we gonna go with this? So Mercedes is gonna come in and be part of the new school. And then we, and we're just guessing that this is a part of it, but I'm waiting for them to tell us why why is this happening? What is the end goal for this inward beef of you know the new versus the you know the old uh, something? You gotta, you gotta give know. me something. Some, I, I, I don't know where this is going. I don't get it. Well, this match was the main event. They went on at 950 and then they went to commercial at 954. So most of this took place in the commercial break. Yeah. So Baker scored a near fall on Tony Storm after the break. Baker gave Storm a neck breaker for a near fall. Soho gave Baker a leg sweep, and Storm then put Soho in a sharpshooter middle of the ring. Baker went for a lockjaw. Soraya gets involved. She broke it up because she was on the outside in Tony's, uh, in Tony's corner. Storm then gave Hater a swinging DDT off the ring apron. Soraya then sp- sprayed green paint on Tony Storm's ass, and then she delivered the um, hip attack to Britt Baker, sweet cheek music to Britt Baker in the corner. <laughs> Imprinting green paint all over Brett Baker's face. Ruby then threw Storm out of the ring into Soraya. Then Ruby rolled up Baker for a one, two, three. And that was the end of the match. Afterwards, Soraya and Hader got in Soho's face. Ruby yelled enough because they were playing tug of war with her and they wanted to know which side she was on. And she then goes and walks away to the turnbuckle, Jesse. And she starts motioning to Jamie Hader and the women's championship. And she does the belt thing around her waist. Now I, I I I'm not interested in a Ruby Soho versus Jamie Hader match at the pay per view at all. I, I mean, I would rather it be a, a tag team match with Storm and Soraya versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hader. That's the most logical thing to do here. I don't know why you would have a pay per view and, and not have Soraya wrestling on it. But where do you where do you see them going here? Are we getting Ruby Soho versus Jamie Hader for the title is just a, a one off nothing match on the on the pay per view. 
it's hard to figure out, you know, like it's it's hard to even kind of fantasy book what we're doing here because again, we don't know what the end goal to this ridiculous storyline is. I thought we were getting a triple. I thought we were getting a, a six woman tag team match. The paper, never mind, tag team match. Yeah, I'm like, uh, so if the goal is to bring in Mercedes, if that's the goal, I don't know. If this is the storyline to introduce her into the company, then I'm expecting the payoff at the pay per view. Then we'll see how they line everything up. How they line everything up at that point. But as it stands now, like just to be like, oh, what should we do from here? Like nothing makes sense unless we're going to involve Mercedes, in which we don't know if she's actually even involved or not. So it's 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 kind of hard to kind of. Which side is Ruby Soho on? Whose side is she on? Who cares? She on, who's she on this? Exactly. Who cares? Like I'm not exactly. invested in Ruby Soho. I'm not, nobody gives a fuck what side she's on. I would assume. I would assume she's on the. I would assume she's on the uh, OG, uh, not the OGs, the uh, the outsider side because she's ex WWE. Baby face side is. She was a baby face. Since, I mean, so whatever the baby face side is, and and that should be. I think that's that's the OG side right now. So I guess. Which is weird because Britt Baker was just heel with Jamie and everyone else. Uh, I mean, bro, this this is this is uh, they're trying to take a page of the NWO book here with uh, with this entire thing, and legitimately, it's legitimately who's the third woman? Is it Ruby? So I mean, we're playing the who's the third man? The third man is Hogan. The third man. I mean, (laughs) you're you're playing. You're having Ruby Soho play the Hulk Hogan role in it. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Or or the the never ending, ever going Undertaker Kane. Whose side are they on? Here is Kane. whose side is he on? Is he with his brother? You mean you mean to tell is me he, that Ruby Soho is, is the one person here where she's uh, where where they want fans to be invested about what side she's on? She's the catalyst. It's all about Ruby Soho, man. This is going to change the trajectory of the women's division. Where are we going with this? What is the Okay, Maybe so Mercedes the, is the fucking reason. I mean, we get the answers to what's going on because Mercedes is the one pulling the string. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. So the, so the OGs win. Now what? Now what? So do the do the new the new women have to leave? Vice versa. The, the new the, the the new the new breed wins. Now what? How exactly are they taking over the division? Like what what, what what's gonna what's gonna be different when they beat Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter? What happens? What is the point here? Is there a title shot? On the line here. I mean, what are we doing here? Are they banished from the locker room? But do, do they, they get no their lo- privilege? Do they do they get their catering privileges taken? Well, what do happens? They, do they do they have to forfeit their CM Punk Starbucks card? I mean, what what happens? Are they not allowed to go out drinking with Tony Khan anymore? I mean, I don't I don't know what happens. What happens? We saw Britt Baker at the Super Bowl. Does she get her fucking uh, VIP perks revoked? I don't fucking know. But no. What do they do? But no Adam Cole there. Who cares? So we, saw, we saw Jungle Boy, and we saw and, and we saw you know ninety nine. Maybe Adam we Cole's saw, not a football fan. I don't know. I never see Adam. Okay, I'm never see him out on these trips. But who cares? Who cares what Brett Baker's doing outside? <laughs> who cares? No clue, man. No, it. I just want to get to the end of it now. So if so if the so if this is a storyline and a catalyst to introduce Mercedes, then it does make a little bit more sense. But since we're left here supposedly not knowing if she's here or not, and we're just trying to fantasy guess this shit, I don't know what they're doing here. I don't know what the fucking goal is. I don't no know. No idea. Yeah, they need to they need to do something. They need to explain to us what the fuck's going on. I'll yeah. be okay with that. Just explain it to me. 
Anyway, guys, that's all we got for you. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hopefully you enjoyed this show. I don't know what's happened with these AEW Dynamite reviews, man. We got Solid Monster. We're like fucking 500 people live. We got 1,600. We used to break 2,300, 2,400. What the fuck's going on? Is AEW dead? I don't know, man. I don't know. AEW's not dead, though. Not yet. Maybe we just suck. I don't know. Maybe we do. I know. I just had my first Red Bull in a while. I feel pretty damn good, man. No, you ain't going to sleep. Now I'm going to be up all fucking night grinding now, man. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. We're going to get into the Super Chats in uh, a second. Please hit that thumbs up. If you guys enjoyed the uh, content tonight, if you guys enjoyed the opinion expressed here, I'd love if you just show your support by hitting the thumbs up. So hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 750 likes. Absolutely minimum. Make sure you guys also... Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notification. We just hit 141,000 subscribers. Thank you guys so very much. We're on our way already to uh, 141, 100. So you guys seem to be enjoying the content on the channel. You guys are loving the shorts. Go check all that stuff out. I'll be live tomorrow afternoon with your uh, midweek update. So make sure you guys get the notification and tune in tomorrow. Wait, wait. Before, before people start taking off, before the Super Chats. I am going to do a birthday stream there you go. tomorrow night on my birthday. Um, I missed dark this week on both both days. Had stuff going on around the house. Um, I'm just going to lightly cover both dark shows, hang out, talk wrestling, and have some drinks. So join my channel tomorrow night. Um, I'll put everything up on social media and things like that. Join me tomorrow night. Birthday stream. There you go. Hit that subscribe button, guys, down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Uh, memberships are open. Get them on in. If you guys want to be a part of my mother's basement debuting very, very soon, it's going to be VIP only for the opening night, so make sure you guys get in on that. And please go and check out all the other videos you might have missed on the channel. Live from Monday Night Raw. We're live tonight. I'll be live tomorrow, Friday. Decent stuff coming, so make sure you guys go check all that stuff out. Joseph Taylor, $2 Super Chat. J.D. Jesse, your top five SummerSlam pay-per-views. My favorite SummerSlam, uh, Joseph, all I'm going to say is this. My favorite SummerSlam is 2002. Easy. Easy. I can't can't think of my favorite SummerSlam right now. I loved also 1997 with Bret Hart Undertaker. I thought that was a fan. That's the second greatest SummerSlam of all time. I can think of matches, like, you know, individual SummerSlam matches, but overall, you know, beginning to end pay-per-view SummerSlams, I don't, I don't know, man. I can't think of one right now. I don't know. $2 Super Chat from Michelle Moran. Can you see Paige joining the Blackpool Combat Club after the pay-per-view? It's a possibility. Why? It's I mean, a possibility. What, what, I, mean, what, I mean, what connection are we looking at there? What? I don't know. Like you said, mutual respect. Is it enough, though? Who knows? Tony Brown with a four ninety nine, Sweet, tasty, booty, meat. AEW's got the best in the business, bro. There you go, man. PMAC with a $10 Super Chat. JD, Jesse, if you can get your hand on some cookie dough whiskey, I'm not a soda drinker, but mix it with the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream, A+. That sounds I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know they had Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream, bro. No, I'll do you one better, man. I got some, um, some cookie dough whiskey in my cabinet right now. Mix it with squirt. Watch this. You're going you're gonna to think I'm fucking crazy, but try it and then come back to me. What the cookie fuck is whiskey. squirt? 
the the the, the drink, this the pop soda. Squirt. Oh, oh I, well, that must be a Chicago thing. I don't know. No, squirt is everywhere. You fucking. What is it like? Sprite? It's like it's grapefruit pop. It's it's like it's it's just bro. We don't have flavor. squirt up here, bro. Yes, you do. It's no, we don't. I, bro, I I I never seen I squirt in my you. local supermarket. I promise bro. you, you do. I promise you, you do. Promise you, you do. I don't make you promises, do I? I promise you, you do. That's it's grapefruit there. soda. Yes, it's there. Trust me. Now, <laughs> the f- trust the me, man. That? Trust me. Trust me. Just go to the store and look for it. It's there. Trust me. Now, mix squirt with cookie dough whiskey. It tastes like an orange dreamsicle. You don't even need a lot. Just, I mean, just a splash. Just, just, just some cookie dough whiskey on the rocks. Get a splash of squirt. For some no, reason. I don't know what squirt is. Now you got these fucking people thinking I'm crazy. I <laughs> never heard crazy. of squirt it's, before. It's fucking everywhere, you tool. <laughs> oh, it's like 7-Up. Okay. Oh, that's what it's called up here, 7-Up. It's called squirt. It's squirt. We have 7-Up, and it's... 7-Up is not grapefruit flavor. Squirt is. Look, Do I live in up. a cave? Go Google. Listen, it, guys, I don't, I don't, I don't go down the soda aisle. I don't drink soda. I haven't drank soda in twenty years. That's not the discussion. Make you get it, but it's there. Just look it up. It's there. You probably missed it. You'll find it next to the seven. I know RC Cola. No, that's not the same thing. You'll find about a ginger ale and Seven Up and stuff. It's there. I didn't even know they had uh, Dr Pepper, strawberries, and cream. What the fuck is this about? No, nah, it's probably new. Uh, I, I, wait, I did. I did. Uh, I bought. I, I did. I bought one for my um, for my wife the other Bro, day. Bro, you're talking about some fucking local bodega shit. I, I swear to God, man. It's everywhere, man. I, I'll what, look for it. Well, what's, I, your, what, what's your I biggest? I have to Google this store? now. Stop and shop. Look up Stop and Shop and Squirt. I promise you, it's there. So, let me see. Squirt soda. I'll tell you about the label if I seen it. I promise you, it's there. I don't, just I, haven't seen it. I, I don't know, bro. I don't, let me see. Squirt, soda, stop, and shop. Do we have it? Let's see. Walmart. Oh, I'm looking at it right here. Stop and shop. Squirt. Uh, I'm looking at it at Stop and Shop's website. I don't know, man. I got to go. Listen, I do my food shopping on Tuesdays, bro. I'll let you know if I see it on Tuesday. Come Tuesday. Do you see it? I saw it, yes. I, I'm not familiar with the label. At Stop and Shop, it's there, right? Yeah, that's what it says. It's there. It's 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 always been there, man. It's 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 boring to drink by itself, but as a mixer, it works for a lot of different alcohols, man. All right, we'll see. A lot of different alcohols. It's a unique flavor. Just a splash of it, just a little bit. You don't go fucking crazy on it. Strawberries right. and cream, Dr Pepper tastes like Robitussin, says Hooligram. Uh oh, I believe him. They, they make these weird flavors that try different, you know, combinations of shit. They don't always work out. But I haven't tried it myself, so I don't know. PMAC, uh, $5 Super Chat. Hopes Mercedes comes to uh, comes in to have a few. Do Jade not to see the match, just see Mercedes. Um, make that little girl cry. You know it will happen. Bro, I don't want to see Mercedes and Jade at all. Jade doesn't no. deserve it. Uh, AEW Mark with a 14 months. Thank you for everything you do, brother. You've been with me with the ups and the downs of my life. Also, Brian Danielson still wears Blackpool Combat Club gear. Good. All right. Appreciate AEW Mark. Thank you for 14 months, brother. NC. Uh, you saw the Valentine's Day uh, dinner for Dom and Mommy. Yeah. 
I it wasn't as good as the... No, nah, it was pretty boring. Christmas. I mean, after the opening yeah. line about chicken fingers, the, the fucking segment was not funny at all. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't as good as the other ones. Uh, NC07 with a five months. Goon Squad. Thank you, brother, for five months. Jason Martinez with a $5 Super Jack. How many matches for the Revolution pay-per-view? I took boosters, COVID and flu. Daughter in high school gets sick, so I fell asleep. Besides MJF Revolution. Um, I, I don't know. We could be looking at eight matches or nine matches or so. Hopefully it's not uh, seven hours long like uh, these shows usually are. Get better, brother. Susan D'Ambrosio with a $5 Super Chat. Just wanted to wish Jesse a happy birthday from your head of talent relations. See you tomorrow for your stream. Enjoy your special day. Thank you so much, Susan. I appreciate it, man. I got 18 more minutes here. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. Jesse, happy early 34th birthday. That's awesome, man. Appreciate it. Fujin's Henry with a 10 months. Looking forward to many more months. OTS for life. Thank you for 10 months, brother. Script Keeper. I celebrated JD's birthday. I might as well celebrate Jesse's birthday. Here's to the king of all tacos. Chi-Town Smark. Love you, Jesse, with Taco Tuesday emotes. Guys, celebrate my birthday by giving JD Super Chat. You guys are awesome. <laughs> awesome. Join me tomorrow night. <laughs> Cake with a $2 Super Chat. NXT at Dusty, but Ring of Honor may be like New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. We'll see. TK with a $4.99. Soraya is Tony's worst signing. She's horrible. I don't care how long she's been away with, with from wrestling. Cringe promos, and it sucks. Tony has to be dragged down. I, I think that's kind of unfair, bro. She's been away for five years, and they're just in the beginning stages of the storyline. That's a little heavy. I mean, yeah. I will... Tony's worst I'm, I'm, signing? I yeah. could think of I could think of a lot worse than Soraya. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little rough around the edges right now. I'm not enjoying it, but I wouldn't say it's the worst signing. Drizzy Drew with a 499. Just searched. Soundstage 19 is where they are filming Ring of Honor. Holds eleven hundred people max. Dark films there, but most likely they will open a lot more seats. I hope so. Make it loud. Get it loud. The cake with the $2 Super Chat. Tony was the one who grilled Rosa at the presser. Oh. How do you know that? Were you there? Tony cake? grilled Thunder Rosa at the presser. At the at the uh, meeting? Backstage meeting? Oh, oh, oh. She was there? I guess. All right. Basic with a $9.99. Conan is a fool. First, we have Eddie's family getting mad because Dominic dressed like Eddie to show... To show... Uh, reverence to him and now Conan wants some attention and tries that crap glad it fell on his face I mean Rhea Ripley's wearing a fucking shirt that says mommy on it I don't see the backlash to, to Rhea Ripley do you think Vicky Guerrero would be upset about this she actually supported it but Conan's upset that Takeshita did a fucking frog splash by the way Vicky came out for the El, the, uh, El Paso crowd on Dark and fucking popped the holy hell out of the crowd, man. Oh, God, I gotta listen to that shit. Yeah, she's, she, got, she got a hometown pop, man. Zach Smith with a 699. Disco Inferno stands were coming for me on Twitter because I said he was as relevant as a broken pocket watch. Who are these people? Bro, if you support Disco Inferno, you got some fucking mental issues, bro. Disco Inferno has stands? <laughs> what the fuck is... I, I, I do not want to know what the fuck they look like. In broad daylight. Inferno stand. In broad daylight. Imagine Disco Inferno having fans of a podcast. Jonathan McArdle with a $20 Super Joe. Watch Adam Cole's interview and thought about Cole versus Moxley. 
Could be. I'd like to see it. OmegaCon with a $15 Super Chat. Good to see you guys. Ring of Honor Weekly shows on Honor Club. Do you think we can finally focus on AEW material on AEW and not Ring of Honor? I hope so. Miro, Hobbs, House of Black, Trios with Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston. I don't know why we aren't seeing these guys. TK runs two promotions with weekly shows. Stuff like this is where I want TK to have help creatively. Well, Eddie Kingston's hurt. I think Eddie Kingston's a little hurt. The other, the other people, Miro, I don't know. He may, he may be sitting on his contract. I have no fucking clue. Hobbs. Some people were saying Hobbs was on dark. I don't know. Look, my boy Macho T never heard of squirt soda. That ain't a New York thing. And he knows. Dude. Macho T says it's not. I told you it's not a New York thing, bro. I never seen squirt soda up here. Let me see. Let me see. Thank you for saying that, Macho T. I, I've never seen this shit before. Guy's looking at me like I'm fucking delusional. Yeah, where will where will Hobbs is? I, I don't know. I mean, after all that Book of Hobbs nonsense, I mean, we haven't seen him on TV. No more Book of Hobbs vignettes. Where'd they go? I guess they fucking scrubbed the pages. MGM. Hold on. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Cake with a $5 super chat. House of Black needs to win. Also, Malachi told Brandon, the elite are a problem for their connections to Dave. Also, side note, Brody King is Team Punk. Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I did see that. Um... I mean, I need I need dialogue on TV, Cake. Uh, I can't I can't be uh, starting a feud because they they told Brandon Cutler about whatever their problems are. Uh, MGM balling with a nine ninety nine. I went to a house show at MSG the day after Christmas. Crowd was mostly kids, mind you, and they were chanting "boring" during the carrying cross match. I felt bad because I couldn't blame them. Hey, man, I don't know. I don't know. You know, the one thing is, I, I'm, I'm curious to know how the uh, carrying cross entrance in WW2K23 is going to look. What is, do you have a, you have an acme out there? An acme? Yeah, yeah somewhere, it, I'm sure. I, 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 maybe. What is that, a, like a um, pharmacy or whatever? What is it? Acme? I, I think, it, it, I don't know if it's a pharmacy or, or a supermarket. They carry it. Acme carries it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, there's no I'm acme at, in my area. I'm looking at, so there's not one in your area? No. What's your, uh, give me a, I'm looking for a zip Bro, code. Stop and Shop and Pathmark, bro. Key food. I, I found that Stop and Shop. Well, or maybe not all. It. I mean, there's several stops. Stop and Shop is also giant in Delaware. All right. Is that near you? No. Okay. Look at the New York zip codes. 10001. 10013. Give me a zip code near you. I'm not giving you my zip code. I said, give me one near you. How about one zero zero one zero four six one? There we go. One zero four six one. There we go. There we go. This fucking guy's looking for soda that I'm not gonna drink. <laughs> uh Diggity TV, a uh, Diggy TV, one ninety nine. Soraya and Storm need to do in ring segment to explain. Yes, I agree. Zachary. 199. Would you ever collab with Ango on YouTube? Sure, Ango's cool. I would rather do something like that in person, though. Antonio Palato with a 10 months. I think this Outsiders versus Homegrown storyline ends with Blood and Guts match, and after that, we get Hater and Soraya for the world title on the UK show. Where's Saddlebrook? I have no clue. 
Sounds like an upstate. Saddlebrook Walmart has it. Saddlebrook 07663. Where the fuck is it? Kazama Fury with six months for a female Blackpool Combat Club member. Who are you choosing? Thunder Rosa will be returning as a Spanish on-screen commentator, probably while the Renegades are back. Serena D. Yeah, Serena D. Absolutely. Clone Force 499. What top five matches would you like to see Prime RVD go up against in today's market? Um, Ricochet. Definitely Ricochet. AJ Styles. Um... I'd like to see him against Darby. That'd be great. That'd be pretty good. Swerve. Uh, who else? Who else? Um, Look, AJ will be a good one. All right, San- Santos Escobar. Yeah, guys like that. Guys, guys yeah. like that are built like that. Um. What else we got here? Omega Kong Fight All Super Squirt is horrible. It's Mountain Dew that failed. Mountain did. Mountain Dew didn't fail. Mountain, it's Mountain Dew that failed. It's a mock. It's a. It's a less lesser version of Mountain Dew. He says. Oh 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 oh! They think it failed. Oh, the squirt failed. Okay okay. Yeah. Uh, Golden Boy, $5 Super Chat. No spoiler, but something happens with the House of Black and the Iliad on Rampage. Hopefully, it starts the storyline going forward. Plus, I've never seen Squirt here in PA. Uh, uh, that, that's what we feared. We're going to get the fucking House of Black versus the Elite at the pay-per-view, right? Uh, yes, Will Ospreay, Cake. That's a good one. Yes, yes. Uh, Francisco with the $2 Super Chat. He says, Amazon sells squirt soda as well. Amazon sells everything, man. They Amazon may, sells everything. They, they may sell fucking um, human livers on uh, on Amazon. Yeah. If you need one. It's an Acme at 660 McLean Avenue in Yonkers, New York. Do you know where that is? Uh, Yonkers, yes. Uh, I know where that is. Yeah, Acme... And Yonkers sells it. So it's so basically it's in the area. It is. It's in the area, man. I'm not going to Yonkers, dude. But yeah, but it's in the area, man. Just go to your local store next time you're there and you'll see if it's there. Hey, if I see it, I'm gonna take a picture. I'm like, hey, here you go. It's 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 around. It's not pop it's not like all over the place here. It's not like the most popular fucking pop, but it's it's here. It's here. Maybe that's what the outsiders versus the OGs are fighting over, bro. Squirt soda. Squirt. I could think of a different squirt they could okay we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> okay. never All mind right. uh, yeah we're about to get okay. out of here we're about to get out of here man uh listen i i appreciate everybody stopping by tonight hanging out um good discussion good conversation appreciate y'all next time you see me we'll be live tomorrow afternoon around i don't know 3 30 maybe 3 30 start time and we'll go over uh the midweek Pro wrestling news. Get you guys caught up on everything. Uh, my mother's basement's coming along, man. I got a first draft of the other side of the bar. It's coming along. I'm not going to show you guys that yet because it's only a very, very rough draft. But we're getting there, man. We are getting there. So thank you guys for hanging out tonight. Please follow me on social media at JD from NY206. We are nearing 50,000 followers on Elon's Twitter. Make sure you guys follow me there. Have you noticed this? Is it just me? Well, like all of his tweets and replies seem to. Bro, I feel like Twitter. I, I feel like my Twitter reach is, has, has actually declined over the last few days. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, it, whatever he tweets. What the like fuck am I paying replies, for Twitter Blue for? Yeah, it's like his his tweets show up front and center on my timeline. Well, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, manipulated the algorithm. 
He did. Yeah. He even he even joked about it in one of his tweets. Like I like he pushed all his tweets to everybody's fucking timeline. Yeah. I don't know. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content. Hit that thumbs up. You guys know the deal. Live tomorrow, 3.30. Live on Friday for SmackDown. Anyway, guys, let me see those ace emojis, those Mustang emojis, those rock on emojis. And I want to hear that music turned up to max. I appreciate you guys very much for all the support. Join me tomorrow afternoon, 3.30 on Off The Script. We're going to go over the midweek portion of the news. Have a great night, and I'll see you live in the venue tomorrow, Thursday afternoon, for Off The Script. We'll see you guys later. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.